Hey, everybody. As I walked from the car to the studio here, I had on my Gooder sunglasses. I took off the proper beams, put on the sunnies. These things started about 25 bucks. They're 100% polarized. They got fun, dumb names like the Back Nine Blackout, Flamingos on a Booze Cruise, Donkey Goggles. Great for running, cycling, working out, golfing. I've used them driving in the car. I use them as I walk. I, I love these things. I love my gooders. They don't slip on my nose. Every other sunglass slips on my nose. Not the gooders. They stay right in place the way they're supposed to. Now, if you want to support our show and try a pair of gooders, they are giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. That's right. You can go to gooder.com slash pardo and use code pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. That is gooder.com slash pardo. Use code pardo for free shipping. G-O-O-D-R dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Then use the code P-A-R-D-O for free shipping. Gooder.com slash pardo. Code pardo. Gooder. I'm better way to wear sunglasses. Hey, I just saw an article that said uh, we should have a half year resolutions, like halfway through the year, we should have a new year's resolution. And that's coming up in June here. So why not uh, learn a new language? Uh, that could be your half year resolution if you want it to be. And uh, I've been doing that. I've been learning a new language with Babbel. Uh, Babbel is a, a great way to make yourself a, a better person. You can communicate in different languages. I love it because, uh, you know, I find myself in situations where I'm at a soccer game, like a kid's soccer game and the parents from the other team maybe you're speaking spanish and now i can i can spy on them i know what's going on i can i can get the uh get the, the lowdown on the uh, the opponent's strategy so that's helpful look there's studies from yale michigan state university and uh, other universities that they keep proving Babel is better one study found that using Babel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college that's pretty insane uh Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash pardo. Babbel. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way, cause it's been one of those days. Who is Jimmy Pardo? Guess again, here he is. And I do the horns. You're the one yelling, Jimmy. Yeehaw! Let's have some maple syrup. You have a good dip down it. Oh, man. See? I know what I'm doing, and I know how to catch it. Live on tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the program episode. I stepped all over the beep there, but I think we all realized that we're starting. Uh, welcome into uh, Never Not Funny episode 2817 of the award-winning podcast. What? No? 2818. 28, 2818. 
uh, of the award-winning podcast. 2817 was last week. I was so excited to get to it that I'm still excited about it. Uh, back in the studio, strong, fit, firm. Garen's legs are exposed. We'll see how that affects the show today. Um, looked, uh, but we do have to settle a uh, an on-air bet that we had uh, at the, yeah. uh, I believe it was the isolation, not the isolation files, it was the... Um, no, I think it was the isolation files, wasn't it? Well, it was the isolation files because he, uh, he had to disappear and we told him to take his headphones off. Yeah. Uh, on the isolation files, Garen said he was going to bring his bicycle in to get fixed. I said, Garen, take your headphones off. I made you a bet that he will not be doing that. <laughs> Elliot also bet you that he would not be doing that. We had no faith in Garen following through on anything. And I You said, had faith in I him. I said, I, I think he's going to do it this weekend. I, I, I believe in him. I think he's he he made an attempt. It was a typical Garen weak attempt. <laughs> uh, but then after having made the the, the initial weak attempt, I, I believed in his ability to follow through. Um, and uh, Garen, did you bring your bicycle in to get uh, fixed, or the, the bicycle that Matt Belknap gave you graciously? Uh, which I hope that, by the way, you carried in a backpack, you carried your uh, Batman box set uh, <laughs> along with you uh, to uh, get that bicycle fixed. But that looks like a receipt of some sort. I asked them to polish the Blu-rays so they, so they're, uh, they remain pristine. So thank you, Matt. Thank you for the bike. You're welcome. Jimmy, thank you for the DVDs. My pleasure. Anything, Elliot? Thank you for the tickets to Hamilton. You're welcome, Matt. Thank you for this career. You're welcome. All right. So everybody's covered. All right, everybody. I thank you guys for your friendship uh, and, and, and your loyalty. I demand loyalty on this program. Guess in a weird way I do. Um, uh, what? Uh, so you're getting the bicycle fixed. When do you get to pick it up? It says by Tuesday, 3 p.m. All right. Three, Exciting. Uh, tomorrow mid-afternoon, then, Garen will be... Uh, Perfect timing. It's supposed to be 108 tomorrow, I think. It's yeah. like the worst day of the year, I think, is tomorrow. How far away is it? Can you ride the bicycle home from the shop? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not, It's up in... It's in deep Van Nuys. Should be fine. Oh, I thought it was like right down the street from you. That guy's it's playing not, games. It sounds like it is. sounds like it's right down the street. No, no. Oh, I, my apologies. Uh, the place that is down the street was not... Uh, that guy's... I don't know if he's even open anymore... His shop remains. His stuff remains in the shop. I've called dozens of times to hmm. no answer. You've called more than 24 times. I've called three to four times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Will you Google the word dozen so that uh, you don't uh, throw that word around? I'm kidding, of course. Um, well, listen, it's exciting. I'm excited for you to get those uh, thighs firm. Oh, buttocks yeah. firm <laughs> on the bicycle. The, boy, the butt's going to be sore, dude. The butt is going to be, uh, the, the glutes are going to be sore for a guy that hasn't ridden a bike in a long time. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sore glute. Well, it, it doesn't take long. You, you, you know, ride it every day for, you know, half an hour. You'll be back in bike shape. What if I ride time. it uh, two times a week for <laughs> upwards of 15 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to say it'll take longer then to, yeah. to get into so that shape. Uh, so you recommend about 30 minutes a day, which, uh, Garen, that's uh, that's uh, dozens of minutes. Dozens of minutes. Yeah. 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 No, I do. Want to, I do actually want to get back into that fitness sort of thing. So because I've lost some weight, and I want to keep it off. Right? Yeah. Well, good, good for you. You know, have to enjoy it. Enjoy your bicycle. Get a little basket on it. You know, you can put your groceries in it if you ride it up to Target. Get yourself a bell, maybe a mirror. Yeah. yeah get all that these stuff. These are all ideas. These are all great ideas. <laughs> um, more importantly, and because uh, I don't give a shit about him and his bike anymore. Uh, <laughs> now, let's. Uh, how does this affect my life? What did we bet? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. What did you bet uh, him? I, 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 matched you. I was. Uh, all right. Do you have a, You have ten dollars to pay him back? I actually or, or, do have cash. I've been to a place. Is that a twenty or a ten? That is a twenty, my friend. Damn it! That's all I have too. I was hoping it was a ten. Oh, I have change. Oh, you do? 
Uh, he he knew he was winning. Why do you have change? I, I have, I think I have some fives. I don't know what I have, actually. I have. Uh, I may have spoken too soon. I have $21 in my pocket. Uh, so you have a choice of giving me change or getting Oh, yeah, one, I have two tens. Oh, that's perfect. All right, there you go. That's paid off. Uh, well, you get 10. Yeah. And you get 10. All right. Thank you. There we go. All right. Well, Garen, fuck you for not being the usual sloth that you are. <laughs> Come on, also, man. You one. Day, sir. I, don't, I hate this new Garen. I hate him. <laughs> I like old Garen. I like I like lazy. It, it, it doesn't do anything, Garen. I don't know if I'm going to be there on time, guys. I got to uh, you know look at myself in the mirror, Garen. That's the guy I like. <laughs> I think he's still doing that. Well, but, but let's agree, though, that that bike sat around a long time. I think, I think I gave it to him in October, maybe November. Yeah. Oh, that was a Christmas bike. You got a Christmas, Christmas bike. Christmas bike, yeah. And here we are in June. So it did take six or something. So I wasn't crazy to think. No. And it, neither was Elliot. I mean, look, it's not just me being a dickhead. He also thought you were not going to deliver on this. <laughs> I, I, I figured, you know, it would be this week, not over the weekend. You'd have things to do. You'd have streams to stream. You'd be doing like 12 hours or something. And he wouldn't get to it. <laughs> I, I don't begrudge that bet. I may have taken that bet myself. <laughs> but I, you know. But just so that everything's above board, when you came back, when you put your headphones back on, I jokingly said, Garen, uh, if you listen to this week's episode Friday, I'll make it worth your while. You did not do that, right? I did not do that. I don't even think I have access to that, to be honest. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. I was like, wait a minute. Does Garen even have the ability to listen to this show? He's not a member of the Platinum level. I, I don't know why, but I don't no, think yeah. shut out. We don't like it. <laughs> I will tell you, my son Oliver and Danielle, they were in the car and the uh, the most recent isolation files with Daryl Asher, I guess, popped up on the iPod and, or iPad, iPod, iPod, phone, phone, <laughs> oh, my Chris Fairbanks. <laughs> and um, uh, Danielle said Oliver was in the backseat just laughing like crazy, just mm-hmm. thinking. And I said, well, what, he's like, you're not even to the game yet. I go, what are you laughing? He goes, oh, just the nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not wrong. You know, he enjoys it. And uh, yeah. he still likes sitting in the back seat, by the way. I, uh, you know, I say, you want to sit in the front? You're more than welcome to sit in the front as you're, you know, going to high school. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, and his response, I'm good back here. I'm good. I'm good. It's all about safety. He wants to be uh, driven around like a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> I, you're the chauffeur. You just uh, keep your eyes straight forward. Yeah. yeah uh, put the glass up and mind your own business. No way out it. Put it. Uh, we started watching No Way Out the other day. Oh, really? Uh, that's a good movie. That's a very good movie. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner, Sean Young, Gene Hackman. Isn't that a little sexy? Uh, there was, is. Yeah. Uh, is that revenge I'm thinking of? No, no, it is. It, it, I'll tell you this, Garen. It's sexy. But it's not nearly as sexy as I remember it being when I was 21 years old when I saw it. <laughs> it's probably all sort of suggested. No. Oh, really? Nope. Yeah, I mean, Sean Young, she, 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 uh, she was, she put it out there for everybody. It, uh, you see, there's, there's full nudity. Wow. Uh, I don't know. I mean, top. So you, so that's the thing. I know at a certain age that that's just you just do that, but. How uncomfortable is Oliver sitting Here's what happens. Here's what happens every time. Yeah. You so pretend Elliot is the TV. Mm-hmm. You're watching the TV. You're you're Oliver. You look over at me when nudity comes on the camera, and I'll and I'll uh, no no you're me. And uh, wait, I'm who's you? He's the TV. I'm you. You're Oliver. You're me, and uh, I'm Oliver. Oh, so I'm looking over at you to see how you're reacting yeah. to the. Yeah, and I'm not doing anything. You're just a television. You're just a television. Oh, no, you right. should you, you should, should you should strip naked. You should be fucking. Yes, <laughs> yeah. strip naked and reenact what Sean Young did just in that movie. Fuck the desk. Yeah. No, seriously, could you? <laughs> you know, we didn't even watch this movie. This is just a long ruse to watch you fuck a desk. <laughs> I can't I'm, even. I'm see both him. flattered and uh, infuriated. I think is the why reason. wood on wood. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Bang that desk, baby. Rattle that cage. The definition of gay, wood on wood. 
All right, now I want to see this. So okay, I'm so you. I, no, let me see if I can. Uh, the nudity starts to happen. Okay. I look over at my son. <laughs> <laughs> so he does that oh, for every humor. time for humor. For, for humor, humor. Oh, every, every, every time. That's funny. The first time may have not been for humor, <laughs> but now as time goes on, and we're seeing movies that you know have. Uh, you know, we watched uh, what do we watch? You know, uh, not Sixteen Candles, but something else from that era that has. Nine and a half weeks. Uh, oh, uh, uh, um, <laughs> nine and a half weeks. Sure. Uh, we watched uh, Debbie uh, Does Dallas. Mm -hmm. uh, Behind the Green Door, of course. Sure. What was the other not one? Not as sexy as you thought they were. Right? No, not yeah. nearly. It was Blue Orchid? Was that the other crazy one from the eighties that was like no, what was the Wild Orchids? Wild Orchids. Oh, but what's the Mickey one with Rourke? Mickey Rourke and uh, the the yeah, uh, Lisa that, Bonet? I think that's what I'm. Oh, oh, that. Remember that one was crazy because she uh, was, what was naked. That in called? It. Yeah. Is that, that's not, is that Angel Heart? Angel, Angel Heart. Heart. And, the, and the world lost its mind because here's Cosby's kid. How dare she yeah. be yeah. A, an adult with her own mind? Dr. Cosby wouldn't stand for this. No, he's a good Remember that? That gentleman. was the fucking thought. Oh, Dr. He must be very upset with her for doing and this. And he probably was. He probably lectured her about it. Oh, yeah. Like he did with like comedians whose pants were Fuck sagging him. down. Yeah, pull your pants up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I ever saw Angel Heart. I just, I remembered that it mirror. Yeah, it, it, it's like it isn't good to use proper English, but I said it ain't good for humor. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know what? It was fast times because oh, there's right. the scene with them yes. in the dugout that was uh, on oh, the pool scene too, right? Of course, yes, yeah, yes, yes, the famous yes. pool scene. Yeah, which which does not last nearly as long as I remember it lasting when I was a kid. Like I thought that scene went on a while, but it, they get right to. Well, Judge Reinhold in the bathroom. All that means is your VCR had the slow mo button on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You might be right about that. I remember my dad thinking that that line, and I agree with him that the line when Judge Reinhold, when she walks into the bathroom and he's jerking off and he goes, "Doesn't anybody knock anymore?" And I remember my dad thinking it was the funniest line in the world, and I was thinking, "Wow, that's weird that my dad would think that's funny." But, but my dad was probably thirty-seven years old. <laughs> yeah. Right when uh, so wait when did that come out? Eighty-two. Something like that. 82, 80, late 81, early 82. But he also lived through, he was an, a man who had been a teenager, you know? Right. So. But, I, but, but you know, you're still thinking of your dad as an older gentleman who right. doesn't think about masturbation. It doesn't. When think you're about, that age, you don't ever think of your parents as ever having been teenagers. You just think no. they were born at the age of 30 and, they and just continue to be that way. They're, you know, they're, they're uh, leading you on a life. Yes. And, uh, uh, but you know, then you think about you know what? Yeah, he probably was thirty-seven years old. May have may or may not have masturbated himself that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like wow. You know, okay. You don't know. You know you. No. Uh, you know again in high school, you think masturbation is a fad. You think it's not. You know, think right. of something. You know, you know when I get married or I get a, a long-term girlfriend, this this will stop. Mm. And that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> We're animals as human beings. Scaring with eighty-one, late eighty-one, eighty-two, eighty-two was eighty-two. You nailed it. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, song by Sammy Hagar. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's the. That's kind of how it goes. I don't remember that song. Uh, I'm sure, it's in the movie. It is. Um, it's okay. Uh, by the way, uh, Paul Gilmartin is on an episode of Murray's comedy music game show, and they had a ride. They had a, one of the challenges was uh, provide a rider 
uh, for uh, uh, pick an artist and, and say what would be in the rider. Mm-hmm. And uh, Danielle did one for Fleetwood Mac and had a, like a, a list of very funny things. And Greg Barron did one for the band Corn. And all they asked for is those little holders for Corn on the Cob. <laughs> and Gil Martin said uh, his his was for Sammy Hagar and a, a microphone that takes out nuance. <laughs> <laughs> and God damn it, that's funny. That is funny. And I like Sammy Hagar, so it's. <laughs> Uh, which I never did. I did not like Sammy Hagar until I saw him live, and I completely flipped uh, flipped on him. I uh, mm-hmm. I like him. I don't I, mean, I don't put him on, but uh, if he comes up on my shuffle, I will enjoy it. He has a cool rock and roll voice. I, I think that's the thing that you know people were so mad about the whole Van Halen thing, but having no uh, dog in the fight myself, I was just like that guy sounds cool. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I guess that's what it comes down to me, too, Matt, the way you just said it. Like, I, I liked uh, Van Halen with David Lee Roth, and I liked uh, with Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Um, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't so in that it made yeah. me angry. Yeah, but, like, now when I go back and I, like, think about it and listen to the old songs, I don't think I like David Lee Roth, actually. <laughs> I, I will, you know, Oliver and I just had a conversation about this because we, it came up again on how when we saw him open up for Kiss— how much of a joy he was mm-hmm. and uh, how he was, you know, having fun, but that weird David Lee Roth smile on his face and yeah. doing his antics and it was enjoyable. Right. Uh, but he, he was never good. And, and that's yeah. the weird argument that Van Halen fans have. It's like, yeah, but he was never good. Well, right. then, but why did, then why then, did you why, like him? Then why did you like him? <laughs> I think it's because, like you just said, he was an incredible showman. He was such a great performer. And they were just, yeah. they started as just like a live band and that was their bread and butter. And so in some ways, it was it was one of those situations, I think, where they, maybe he never was really supposed to be in a, in a recording booth. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, that's not his milieu. It's, it's just uh, they got successful and that's where he ended up. But like when you isolate it, it's terrible. It is. It is not good. Yeah. But that's okay because they were a touring band and people went and saw them and he put on a great show and it all worked together. His voice worked in the mix of what they did oh, musically. Ag- so agreed. Which it is- was all fine. It just if you're going to A, B it like you and your speakers or whatever. I'll do it. <laughs> um, I kind of feel like Sammy Hagar has the more interesting voice that I want to hear. Uh, John Quaintance and I got onto a uh, a um, a text argument about this. Mm-hmm. Hey, Within the last three months, <laughs> uh, because on Jimmy's records and tapes, I think I pick, I, I believe that's one of them, Hagar Van Halen versus, and I picked Hagar, mm-hmm. and he was like, you're out of your fucking mind, and I was like, I think as an adult, if you went back and listened to, if you A-B'd those songs, yeah. you would see that the Hagar ones are more melodic, and you would enjoy them yeah. more, and he's like, agree to disagree, also you're fucked, and <laughs> uh, I was like, I, I don't, you, you have to take yourself out of it, and right. not just be from that... You know, Hagar ruined that because he didn't. It's okay to say I like David Lee Roth better because I was 12 years old and that was the greatest time of my life. But just be honest about why you like him better. You know what I mean? Don't pretend he's better (laughs) as a singer. Uh, He's not a better singer. Although Gil Martin hates, I mean, he hates Sammy Hagar. Mm -hmm. Hates him in Montrose. (laughs) Hates him as a solo artist. Hates him in Van Halen. Just hates him. Yeah. Um, he's also like he's he's not uh, he's not Pavarotti either. Like he's he is what he is. No, he's a ro- he's, he's a, a rock singer. he's a bar band rock singer yeah. who who was in yeah. great bands. Right. I just think it it to me it works better. Like I, I that's what I respond to more. I w- I will agree with you. Um, 
and uh, and I enjoy, I like fifty. I, I, and by the way, at the time I didn't. At the, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of contradicting what I said earlier. Uh, at the time, because of the age I was, I didn't have an interest in in Sammy Hagar because I did not like Sammy Hagar. Right. I thought I can't drive fifty five was ridiculous, which it is. It is. And so when he joined, I was like, nope, I'm out. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and by the way, when I said I'm out, I owned at that time one Van Halen album, nineteen eighty four. But I bought it the day it came out. I was right. excited to get it. Yeah. I I think of him, his era of Van Halen, the way I think of the, uh, and this might upset you in a different way. To me, it's it's similar to the mid '80s Chicago stuff, where it's like, you know, like I like that stuff. I think it's kind of cheesy and overblown, but it it those to me those are good songs. Like the 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 Hagar ballads with Van Halen to me are similar to You're the Inspiration, and I know not musically, but just that's how I react to them. No, yeah, I don't think you're wrong, and I think that that is the other thing to think about is where would Van Halen had gone have gone had. David Lee Roth stayed with them yeah. because of what was happening in music in the 80s. They could not have continued doing what they were doing. Right. Uh, or they would have, and they just would have been a stadium band that was a rock band that yeah. sold albums and, and didn't have hits. They might have been like, like best case scenario, they might have ended up like Def Leppard, you know, because Def Leppard. Yeah, Def Leppard had hits, man. They they had Mutt Lang. Yeah. I don't think Def Le- I don't. I don't think David Lee Roth and uh, Eddie Van Halen, I think it's great that we're tackling the hot topics. <laughs> <laughs> we are going deep. This is deep. Sammy Hagar brought out the best in Eddie Van Halen as far as songwriting goes for what was needed in the 80s yeah, yeah. musically. I guess that's true. Late like, 80s. They weren't going to just turn that all that work over to some producer to just like give us hits the way Def Leppard clearly right. did. Although I don't really know who wrote those songs, but I just assume Mutt Lang was sort of the creative force behind that stuff. It sure, sure sounds like it was, because then when he produces Loverboy, they sound like Def Leppard. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, uh, loving every minute of it. You know, that's the that's a basically a could have been a Def Leppard song with the great Joe Elliott on vocal, who is a great interview by the way, Joe Elliott, great okay. interview. Okay. I don't like that. I, I I like them fine, Def Leppard, but I like whenever he's interviewed, I listen to him because I think he's a good interview. Yeah. Um, I also liked Def Leppard that that to me that again, I wasn't like I didn't go out of my way to listen to Van Halen ever. But when I heard those songs, I was like, that's a cool rock song. You know, I I reacted to it the same way I reacted. Although I did listen to that hysteria. I had that cassette and I listened to it quite a bit. Everybody did. Every I I, I only I did the record store because uh, I've told the story before, but it's worth repeating. Uh, Eddie Coit was the young man's name, who was the part time employee at the record store the day that came out. And um he was in charge of the register and I was putting albums away and there's a line forming at the register and Eddie's just there rocking. <laughs> and I said, I go, Eddie. And I point to the register that there's people and he, and he looks at the guy at the register and goes rocks, doesn't it dude? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's as his manager, I was furious, but in retro was like perfect, yeah. perfect, perfect <laughs> rocks, doesn't it dude? I love it. I remember Keith, the, the, I was the assistant manager. Keith was the manager on the other side. And we just, like, both of us, you could see that we were fuming but laughing at the same time. Like, <laughs> do your fucking job. Yeah. But it's the perfect record store right? dude reaction. It really is. Uh, it, it it really is. <laughs> That's been our show, guys. Uh, Good night. Have you heard any of Wolfgang Van Halen's album? No. He, uh, you know, he may be the uh, keeping the Foo Fighters, you know, classic rock vibe going. Yeah. Along with Greta Van Fleet and some right. some others, does he sing too, or is he just like his dad? He, he says he's he's on vocal. He did the drums. He did the bass. And I'll tell you something. He does it. Each instrument has its own personality, as if it is somebody else. Says a review I read. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a press release. Yeah, it was. Uh, 
uh, a very flowery review of, of it. Wow. Um, but uh, what I've heard I liked, and uh, but you know I did not rush out. But yeah, but does anyone care in 2021? Everybody's caring in the uh, in the classic rock world. Right, right. Everybody yeah, yeah, is caring. Yeah, I just mean like if you talk about like Foo Fighters and even Greta Van Fleet, like sort of carrying the torch. Is it selling? Like, are people? I believe it was the of... number one album. Oh wow! Okay. I believe it was. Uh, but that said, you know, t- you sell twelve thousand units. It's yeah. number one these days. Right. Um, it is. I will say, I, I not unlike our friend Bob Odenkirk being in the movie. You know, nobody. Mm-hmm. If that was with Steven Seagal, nobody would go see it. Yeah. I think if Wolfgang, if it was not the name Van Halen, yeah. it would just be like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah. Now, is his stage name Wolfgang and that's it? Or is it Wolfgang Van Halen? I believe he goes by, well, I think the name of the band is uh, Mammoth. Is that the name of the band? Mammoth W-V-H. Yeah. Wolfgang Van Halen at the end there. That, that's un, that's unnecessary. The, those initials at the end. Yeah, just, just call it mammoth. mammoth. Well, I think there was a mammoth, right? Wasn't that the? There had to. Have there's been. a mastodon. Yeah, there's two mastodons. Different yep. spellings, by the way. Oh, really? Isn't one like a Christian band or something? One's a Christian band, but the great John Elefante, who was formerly in was in Kansas for a couple of years. And the other one's very heavy. Very heavy metal. So I guess I, what I've mentioned that my my love of mastodon in this program <laughs> yeah. has been very confusing to some a folks. A couple of metalheads got excited. Yeah, and then very quickly disappointed when they. <laughs> They realized that I was not uh, talking, speaking to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did go to record store day on Saturday. Oh, I didn't realize that uh, was. Uh... I went. Uh, I I went to the one near my house, Soundsations. Not really near my house, but down near LAX. Mm-hmm. And I thought they opened at ten. I got there at nine thirty to wait in line with people, and they'd been open thirty minutes. <laughs> uh, luckily, I like classic rock, and records for days for the hipsters. Yeah. So anything I wanted was was available. <laughs> nice. I was. I got very except for one thing, but they did not get any of that one anyway. So what was it? Uh, the fix reached the beach on blue vinyl. So uh, uh, may have. Oh, uh, the other one I wanted was the Who Face Dances fortieth uh, anniversary, anniversary, and uh, they were out of that one. But they're a small record store, so while Amoeba gets 40 of something, they get five. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but everything else, there was a Sticks EP on Blue Vinyl that I got, a Genesis, a Robert Plant, um, a Black Sabbath. Those were all available because, again, it's all the, the, the record store days for the young hipster, mm-hmm. and uh, which uh, plays in my favor. Yeah. Uh, but it was nice. It's a you know, nice vibe. It was all positive energy, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people... Uh, excited wearing their masks you know only x amount of people allowed in the store at a certain time which was mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. safety first uh gary will you go out and grab our guest please yes. the uh explain who we are i'm gary cockle mr Pardo's assistant he's been here before todd glass uh but still you know walk him through it uh by the way before while he goes and does that i i said something monday that that, that, that I, I i i said it flippantly and i did not mean it to be flippantly when i said when it's talking about the pandemic i was so excited to be back here mm-hmm. in the studio and saying you know that uh we got through this and, mm-hmm. and and i did and people died and so on and so forth I'm, but it came off flippant and i realized that when i got in the car yeah. i recognized that there are other countries that, that are not through this yes. and we're not through this right i'm saying but it reminded me a lot of 9-11 and that it was fucking horrific and then we we came back we came back stronger and, and i guess that's what i was trying to get at yeah. um and, and i i did not say it eloquently mm-hmm. um but uh uh that is um I just wanted to clarify my thoughts on that. That, gotcha. I, that that's what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, certainly, we need to do everything we can to get these other countries vaccinated and get the half of this country that refuses to be vaccinated, so that we could. Todd Glass, please sit down. Sorry, you're, you're, you're in a camera. You're blocking a camera. Well, you that's dumb. part of the fun. Remember when you were younger and you'd watch a Tonight Show or something, <laughs> and then someone be blocking the camera. You're like, oh, this is real. <laughs> 
It's exciting. It is. I hate to tell you, and you know I'm right deep down. Well, deep down, I know you're right, but uh, you, you did it in the middle of a heartfelt <laughs> thing about the pandemic, and you come in, you, first of all, you block daddy's shot, which is infuriating. <laughs> Set, boy, you look I'm good. I'm going to blame you because... No, why do I, I get blamed? I come in here, I, my goal... I t- like, you saw me. I put up a finger as if... They, but then Garen... You know what? I'm blaming Garen because then Garen said, go sit over there. I was actually stopping you from coming in. And then here's Garen, in fairness, doing his job, uh, but not reading the room. Right. Because you know what? I don't want to be a loose cannon. Once you have a podcast, don't you go do radio differently when you're in a market? Like, you know what it's like to have stuff in your periphery and you get it. So when I come in here, I don't want to be. I don't. I want to be like he gets it. He knows when he can. You know. Yeah, to, but I don't think you got it. Today. Well, because your guy, <laughs> he pushed me. He didn't push. I don't no, want to do did. a bit. I want to really defend myself here. <laughs> so I came into the room and he goes, "Sit right down." Now, when you sit down, you just be quiet. Take your jacket off. You don't realize you're in front of a camera, so you just don't. You know, you're just trying to. Shh. In fairness, uh, our friend back there, Elliot Hochberg, says, uh, "Mr. Glass, you're in front of the camera. You could have went, oh geez, and sat down, and that would have been the end of it. But <laughs> instead, of- you got to go. Ah, I'm Rickles. Remember the old days, Carson? You loved it. Block the camera, clowns. You know what? You're right, and I apologize. Yeah. See, this is all you. I'm, I saw. I'm sorry. You are. You know what? You're 40 percent responsible. He is 60 percent responsible. How about we split the difference? We'll take 50. No, sounds good. No, don't you dare. He's 60 percent. In okay. my defense, he was standing directly in front of you, so I did not see you telling him not to sit down. Oh, I see. He was in between you and I. And he didn't. If he sends me over here, you're right. I didn't even have to say, "Gee, I'm sorry." Here's what could have happened. Say, Todd, you're blocking the camera. Uh, Mr. Glass, you're blocking the camera. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Much better. Perfect. <laughs> what was that? That was, was the, the microphone. microphone. That was an accident. But it was it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was perfect. Uh, good to see you, pal. Good to see you, too. Glad oh you're here. God. You're coming in like you never left. You're coming to this, the top glass we were hoping to see today. Whew. I am excited. to. Be, I'm like the whole way. It's so funny it started that way because the whole way I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so I always get excited coming here. I sort of like get up in the morning. I want to feel good. And then um, I get in and boom, we're right back. Wait, you sitting there. Get up. Your guy, not my guy. After a long time of not so, being so, here. So Jimmy Dore showed up? What was that voice? I don't know. What you sounded like Jimmy Dore. You sounded like uh, you shouted like you sounded like Jimmy Dore. That's OK. Andy um, How you doing? Uh, real good. So I'm just gonna. All right, yeah, so, let's let's all calm it down. <laughs> yeah, I feel so, good. Thank you. I I lost some weight because you know you're coming back after a month, a year and a half off. So I wanted to come out fighting, ready to go. You go to the gymnasium? Are, are you back Not at the yet. LA Fitness Not yet. yet? Not yet. I bought an elliptical. Now My, listen, that's interesting. The last time we talked to you. You were talking, was it on this program? Yeah. Was it via? I think he was on like maybe a month before the pandemic. And he was talking about like, hey, I think I'm going to get a, an elliptical for the house. I thought he had already gotten it, honestly. I, I didn't remember this. It took details. me about five months into it because what you had, I wanted to spend 600, but I learned I had to spend more. Oh, you had, you had yourself a nice one. You know what? I wanted to get a meaty one. The guy on the phone knew what I meant. He goes, there's a weight to it. There's a stride to it. I go, this guy knows what I'm talking about from Soul Something. And it was about... Soul Fitness? No. I was. I think it was... It's not... Soul Fitness exists already. This was like Soul... Maybe it was Soul Fitness. But I told him the one I like at the gym. Did yeah. you ever go to a hotel gym and it doesn't have the stride you want? Yep. Treadmill, you can always get the stride you want. But elliptical... This has... I got it at my house. And I'll tell you what. 
I love it. You love it. I, I'll still go back to the gym because I like the energy of the gym sometimes, but I like it. I like, I'll do things that I won't do at a gym. I'm not going to move my hands up and down. I'm not going to take my shirt off. Sometimes when you're really working out, if no one's around, I'll just be in my house. I just take my shirt off. And so it's, um, it's, it's, I've been liking it. And no, turn the music, not loud in your ears, but just in the room. Sure. So, been loving it. Where in your house do you have it? Do you have a separate room for it? Do you have it out in the recording studio? Where do you have it? You know, I feel like Charles Grodin when I say this. Do you really care, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, this time I do. I mean, because, you know, if you're just setting me up. <laughs> this is a time where I actually do care. You do care. Okay, I believe you. By the way, go back. I, I talked about Charles Grodin two months before he died. We're like, we learn about people, me and my friend Eric, through their... Uh, uh, late night appearances. Yeah. You want to go learn who Jonathan Winters is? You want to tell a younger person, get familiar with who Jonathan Winters is? Go watch him. 10 appearances on Johnny Carson. You'll know who John... That's how you know who Charles Grodin is. Like, that's... Br- and um, he would always say that to Dave and Johnny. Like, oh, he was he, great. One of, one of the all-time great late night guests. It was... Oh, it was... Someone should do a documentary on that late night and the guy... You know, I think uh, uh, certainly uh, Martin Short would get into that list 100%. of people put 100%. Um, Bill Murray, I think, would get into that list of people that prepare for that panel. It's a beautiful thing, and it shows who you are. If you're funny, it's beautiful for you. Right. If you're not, maybe not. Steve Martin. Steve Martin, right. Uh, I, uh, you know what, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks would always come in early to Conan uh, and prepare. And if there, if he was doing a bit, he would get there. He would rehearse it. Uh, people that, that, that means a lot to me. And then there's the guy. There's the other ones that. Uh, and again, this is for my ten years over at Conan, watching people that would. Some of them would walk off a limo, walk onto the stage, and then walk back into the limo. And like I've answered, and they were I, great, right? I, <laughs> I'm the guy who doesn't Not understand the story. <laughs> so, and they were just as good. And they were just as good. So the point is, Hank's waste time. <laughs> so where... <laughs> the My Elliptical is... Um, it, you know my you know where the podcast studio is yeah. there's like it's like an old it's a it, i think it was a carriage house originally got switched to garages obviously when it was you know it was built in 1925 but um there's an extra room back there and i just put it in there right. and i cleaned it up and i and i really do like it i like being able to sometimes if i have to get up early and go somewhere especially with traveling again you don't have time to work out if you have to go to the gym but if you can just go into your backyard 100% and i've been doing that more and um just loving it uh, we got a, you know, an elliptical as well during the pandemic, but I did not go your route. I went with the uh, cheaper version, uh, which works fine. Uh, but we don't have the room for a for the meteor because I want the one you're talking about. I want that because uh, it just glides better. It, it, it's it's you know, it's better built. Uh, it's, uh, but this one you're able to tilt and wheel out of the way if you need to. Right. right, right. Uh, so, you know, we have it in our garage along with the ping pong table and some other nonsense. Um so you can move it if you want to play ping pong or whatever. But uh, we don't have a play. Like, I can't put it in an office in the house because it would take up too much room. It would it would be same with a Peloton. Like, I love the idea of a Peloton. But it if you put if, if you put it there, it's like you walk in and go, well, there's the bike. And then you got to maneuver around to get to your desks and stuff like that. So. Well, everybody looks great. I don't want it to like be lost. I mean, you know, you come back and get right back into things, which is a good thing too, you know. But also, hello, everybody. Yeah, this is uh, great to see my you. first podcast. Everybody, Wait, looks- this is your first one? Yeah, but you've been back. You're you're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. I did it through the whole thing, even by myself. 
but like, by but myself, you've had guests also. You've you've. Done I it. put up plexiglass. Ba- I mean, I oh, wow. really. It was my sanity, and um, and then I was in a relationship midway through it. We we broke up. Wait a minute. But it was long term relationship. No, that was it. Was about uh, yeah, it was about three four years. Three four years. I would say that's long term. Yes. to a lot of folks. Long story, incredibly short. This can only happen when two people maybe are on the same page, and and I'm also pretty well-rounded hopefully i say that about um vinnie um so we're we're, it it was it was great the way it happened it was sad but also like it was it was all good it was the best way it could possibly happen still incredibly close so you still talk to vinnie yeah, we do. But he's, uh, and you told me this, I, and I don't know if you're comfortable saying this, I, he's an anti-vaxxer. He's, he's an anti-vaxxer. Okay, just want to make sure. And uh, and um, so I was, I didn't even have him in the studio. He doesn't say anything. He won't say anything, but he'll laugh. And I would just do it all by myself. Vinny would be over there. And it was enough I needed to ask him a question. He'd nod his head. And then when he left, I'm like, you're just going to do this all by yourself? And that was a fun journey. But I'm happy to have, I like to have a lot of people. You got the drums the back in there? Drums are back in. You got Eric a trumpet last week. Look at you, good memory, Eric Calver, and and um, can we turn the air down a little, or is it no down? It's hot. Yeah, he, yeah, he means like turn the temperature down. Okay, because I've been through. <laughs> you, by the way, you know that's not what he said, though, right? He turned turn the air down, which can sounds I, like you're saying can you turn the air conditioning down? Right. Can I tell you something? That has been truth, and that's my. I got rid of George Carlin. It's too complicated. God. Just truth. I establish it. It's easy. So truth. I that has been a battle with mine. I always say turn the air conditioner up. Me too. That's your instincts. Turn it up. Now, technically, when I was corrected, they were right because you're turning the temperature. But now I went their way and now maybe I shouldn't because (laughs) when people finally said, oh, do you mean turn it? It wouldn't happen that often. But half the time, oh, do you mean up or down? Make it colder. <laughs> well, then say that. Say I'm a little warm. Is there a way to make it cooler in here? So you're right. So I say, hey, can we turn the AC down? Technically, I'm right. No, I'm not. Can we turn the temperature down would have been right. Yeah. Turn the, turn the AC up. This is the second time you've been wrong since you walked in. <laughs> At least not. Hey, I try to admit it. I try to admit it. I try it. to admit it. Anyway, the answer is no. We can't control no, it. No, we can't control it at all. Right. I feel better already. <laughs> um, so, uh, hap- hello, everybody. And Good I was excited. You. I got here early. I sat. I, you know what? I get here early when I do your show. Just like I wouldn't be going. I wouldn't go to, to any late night show and show up like this guy you're talking about. Shows up in his limo, gets in and out. Right. But we wouldn't. We go to those shows early. You get in your headspace. They want you there early. So, when I get here, I get here about... I get here about 35, 40 minutes early. I know where I'm going to park on that side street. I parked under a tree, and I just get, you know, into a good headspace. Great. And then one at a time, I turn. I could walk in. I'm not stressed. I have my coffee. So it's sort of... And de- then you're met with me yelling at you. I know, but I love it. I mean, it was great. It was great. Yeah, you wouldn't expect it any other way. If it was... Uh, but, it, but it's good to see you, and I mean that sincerely. I, be, I saw your video. I saw Jen Kirkman was on your show. Mm-hmm. You poached her as your first guest. Uh, uh, was she your first guest back? No, 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 no. Who'd you have, Rory Scovel? How do you come over here right now? (laughs) Um, I I had the plexiglass. Oh, what I was saying, the podcast, because I was living alone, was my sanity. So I did it out on my patio for a while. I set it up, a little mock studio. And then I went into the studio, and I put plexiglass walls. I mean, floor to ceiling. Oh. Everybody had their own little booth. Um, And uh, when the lights went down, it was oddly normal. 
because you just was you know you saw right through the plexiglass sure. you was, and um and i did that for a while but it's like berlin about a month ago a month and a half i go the walls are coming down they go what if people aren't vaccinated i go i just have vaccinated people at this point but now i don't care because if it's an unvaccinated person um, I, I prefer still vaccinated. I still prefer if they. Yeah, the, the net that I cast when it was time to come back into the studio, and you got this. Uh, we're all vaxxed. If you are vaxxed, we'd welcome you back into the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if that person said, "I'm not vaxxed," uh, then kick rock. Right, you're right. not coming in. Uh, yeah, I guess I said it like that because so far I was going to say like it doesn't matter, but I was going to. But in the uh, same thing with us. I uh, I always ask, and I say, "Hey, by the way, one time I forgot to ask." I go, "Hey, one time I forgot to ask. Apologize. We're all vaxxed. Uh, how, how you know? Are you?" And then he goes, "Yeah, all vaxxed." I go, "Great." But um, now I check before. It's smart, but except for Vinny, because Vinny's an anti-vaxxer. Well, he is an anti-vaxxer, <laughs> and he uh, he listens to the show. He'll listen. Cause he, Vinny the anti-vaxxer? Oh, listen? he has a, an alert it goes off if I mention his name anywhere. He tells his friends, wow. gather around. Todd mentions me tonight. <laughs> I just can't believe you dated Dr. Vinny Boombatz. Dr. Dr. Vinny Boombatz. got him. Who, by the way, uh, Rodney's doctor. Yeah. And, uh, He's been my long-time term guy, long-time guy as well. And I told you I saw Wendy Lehman there, so it might have been, he might be. Yeah. Right. But uh, Rodney said, you know, he had some which was wrong we we have a running joke i'll just where rodney you he has a friend and if rodney wasn't a comedian a lot of the things that happened to him are just sad and and they and he should stand up for himself you know rodney's doctor he said he had psoriasis or something imagine if he tells a friend i told the doctor i told, I told him i had psoriasis you know and he well what did he say i said i want a second opinion is that wrong my friend goes gary goldman i'm talking about he goes well there's a lot of doctors they get in their own way they offend it he goes why what did he say i i told him you know he told me i told him i want a second opinion he said it was ugly too and gary goes rodney no you don't have to put up with that so my wife she cheated on me oh rodney you gotta get out of that relationship did a taxi did you say to a taxi driver take me where it's fun yeah and he took me to my wife's house oh no rodney no you gotta get out of that relationship so anyway, but uh, what would Rodney do if he was doing Mitch Hedberg's act? I'll tell you. <laughs> um, but I'm excited. No, fuck you, do it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you know you're right. Do the bits. But I always think it is. I'll tell you. I want to invent a vending machine that sells vending machines. You know, <laughs> the only problem is it have to be too fucking big. You know, it's all right. You know, I'll tell you. You know, uh, I'll tell you. The other day I saw a duck. You know, a duck's opinion on you, and right? it's pretty much based on whether you got fucking bread or not. You know. <laughs> all right, all right. What are you gonna do? You know, it's all right. All right, we're all good. You know, uh, the other day I bought a candle. I don't have a fucking candle holder, so I bought a cake. You know, all right. Good to see you. Good to see you. Heavy, baby, heavy. That's my favorite story about Rodney, and I believe these stories. So they, someone just casually told it. Every story became great because he, you know, they saw him at the improv. Had to him, Rodney. Heavy, baby, heavy. <laughs> like, oh, I know he said that. And the other one. It's because because I can tell when a story has been manipulated right. and, and um, in Vegas and um, this couple comes up to him and they go, uh, Rodney, we just got married. What do you think? Uh, you both could have done better. <laughs> That's like saying you're both ugly. Right. <laughs> or whatever it is. You both could have done better. Oh, I love it. Rodney Dangerfield. I'm a fan. We, uh, uh, we were just talking about Rodney. My, Oliver loves him. And uh, Oliver does the... Uh, uh, when Rod, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm hoping I'm setting you up to do it. When Rodney's done with his set, the little dance that he does. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? No. He, and I tell you, all right, well, that's it. All right. <laughs> oh, that's right. And he does that crazy little thing with it. And Oliver does it perfectly. 
And uh, all right, that's it. All right, all right, all right. And then the band oh, kicks in. And yeah. <laughs> hey, if you want to find something or your listeners that they will love, and I think Oliver would definitely love this. Rodney, and, you know, from using a little band, I sort of understand this more now. Trying to train, he didn't, you know, bring the three-piece band everywhere he went. So he probably got tired of putting it in writing, and he just made back then a tape. And they got the tape. And the tape is online. You can go to YouTube. Rodney trains his band. And it's like, hey, good. how you doing? All right. And it's just him talking into a little recorder. And at one point, he goes, you'll do this. You'll play a B flat. I'll come out. All right. The band. And then you'll go. And then basically, he, you can tell the band does a little bit up front. Because at one point, he goes, all right. Then you'll have 40. Then you'll have 50 minutes off. Like, you won't be doing shit. <laughs> right. He goes, at one point, I'll go, I'll tell you what, to the, these guys, you know, he used to go, these guys, ladies and gentlemen, to you, they're just a band. But to me, <laughs> they're fucking idiots. <laughs> and he goes, don't worry, they know what they are. And they were always older on purpose, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And they'd have to stand up. <laughs> right. go, well, tell them what they, to you know what you are, tell them. They'd all stand up and go, we're fucking idiots. <laughs> I love that. But it's him training the band. Right. And it's really cool. And I remember when I used to go see him, like, you know, you know timing. Everyone knows. Oh, I know what timing means. You don't really until you see someone like Rodney. Then you go, oh, that's what timing is. And um, everybody sang back then and had a band. So Rodney probably didn't want it. He had it. So he'd be singing. I forget the song. And he'd tell one joke. And that's how it crescended. And the band would go, bum, 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 bum. And then they go, I'll tell the other day, my wife. And the band would come in. It would give the, it would go somewhere. You know, it was going in for the clothes. And he goes, then he'd start singing. I think I got to be me or something. He goes, what the fuck am I singing for? <laughs> and the whole band would go, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> It was great. I always think about Rodney that when you, I never saw him live, but you hear the stories about him being coked up all the time. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, he was all coked up, but yet he still managed to memorize an hour of material, and it's 4,000 jokes in that hour. And so, like, he was present, he was alert. I with know, it. that's not something you could fake. Right. This boom, 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 boom. It was. To see him live was like it was it was it was an event, you know. Oh, it was an event. I mean, well, you're much older than me, so you had the opportunity to see this. Some yeah, of these legends thank God, and Elvis, did. and and uh, did you see Elvis live? No, 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 no. <laughs> My friend did when he was in second grade. Wow. Really? I didn't care. I just remember he went. You know, a lot of, uh, I remember in grade school, a lot of uh, kids' parents were going to see Elvis when he came to Chicago, and it was a big, big deal. And um, I think my parents had the opportunity and didn't go, and I wonder if they regret that. I don't know. Supposedly that was, I like the tightness of those old performers. Like yes. the, 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 the tightness of the band and everything. But anyway. Tony Thaxton did an episode of Bizarre Albums uh, where it's that album that was released where it's nothing but Elvis banter. Mm -hmm. It's just Elvis just, you know, pilled up talking between songs. And it's like that Paul Stanley thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's Elvis. And I, I could listen to that for 17 hours. It is <laughs> Just him, I'll be back to the Jewish, I've heard, Jewish, I've, Jewish chef on bass. You know, then he just rattles. Yeah, and then just start being like, you know, making bad song parodies in the middle of his own yes, songs. Yes, you know, uh, You know, uh, it's impossible, whatever he would say, you know. And then, and the band laughs, and they and you know that they don't find it funny, but they do it because <laughs> they're going to get yelled at if they don't. Yeah, you know, oh, I'm just walking around, just kidding around. He doesn't say fucking around, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the type of guy. If he stares at a guy, he laughs even harder. He goes, one, one stare, the guy goes, ah, oh, shit, I lost my job, honey. Rodney didn't. He, um, so that's all. I'm back on the road. I did two dates, and I, I tell you what, Jimmy. Yeah, I came out. I, I said during the pandemic, I'm, I'm not going to miss a beat. I'm going to just 
do Zoom shows, do my own shows. I did shows I never even tweeted. I was in the mood to do stand-up at 11 o'clock at night. I go, I don't have to join a Zoom show. I was like, that was a pain for me sometimes, to join and exist. So I just got up, put the camera in my room, did seven minutes of stand-up. And you know what? It felt good. And sometimes I didn't even tweet it. I go, ah, I don't want to tweet it. But it felt good to do it. So most of the time I tweeted it. Really? That sounds pathetic. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I know you're kidding. Um, but this new time. Yeah, well, that's the thing with you. That's how I get you to admit you're not kidding. Because what happens with people, I'm, I'm very, you know, very astute. If, if, if somebody says, if you give them a good answer to that, then when you're all done, they go, I'm kidding. So I go, I know you're kidding. And then if they go, actually, I'm not. I go, well, you tell me and then I'll reply. All right. Now, because <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do it. A lot of happens. It, it happens. I noticed me too. Me too. When somebody's insecure about something, how come you guys didn't invite me or how? And if you give them an earnest answer, you go, well, because you never go or you give them a story and it makes sense. And it's from your heart. You know, I love you. Don't I? And then they go, I'm just kidding with you. Oh, really? Or did you get a heartfelt answer? No. And it changed. You feel love now. So that's what I do. I go, well, I, and I don't, I don't even go, are you kidding or you're not? Because then that gives them a chance to be aggressive. They'll go, I'm kidding. I go, I know you're kidding. That way they can't go, Todd, of course. I go, I know you're kidding. Now it's your, now it's your turn to tell me, am I right? Because if I'm right, I don't even well, need to I would to tell you in this case, you're not. I find it pathetic. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, oh, really? Yeah, it's Rupert well, Pumpkin shit. No, let me tell no, you. No, I'm going to go out to my studio and do stand-up at 11 o'clock in seven minutes for nobody. I that can't be sadder, Todd. The, is, the, is the camera connected to the internet? I don't, what's well, no, the no. I usually would just record it, and, and oh, most okay. of the time I would just then tweet it. I go, yeah, hey, guys, I, I, I did a little stand-up last night. Oh, I, I see. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I never intended not to put it out. Right. But, um... You know what? I said driving here. I'm not going to talk about why I am. If I'm going to talk about something, I got it. I, I want to I say why. Why am I going to talk about mm -hmm. this? But I think the pandemic, for whatever it's worth, maybe it's ultimately to motivate my comedian friends that I love and me. Okay? So there we say that, right? Uh, an, a missed opportunity for a lot of comedians to put out content. And... It might happen again down the road. There was no, there wasn't like with Vine or Twitter or Instagram where you go, that's not my thing. This was like, hey, it's either your thing or you're going to do nothing. Nothing. That's the choices. Okay. Like a boxer that you go, uh, hey, are you going to get a punching bag during the pandemic? Ah, uh, and they just wanted to tell you how different a punching bag was from a person. His trainer would go, yeah, I fucking know. Get a, get a punching bag. You're, you, which is going to return you to the boxing ring more prepared. Now you can keep going. I mean, the difference with the punching bag is the punching bag moves, and a person will get out of the way. But yet, yeah, we all get the fucking difference. But is it, so that's how I felt about the shows during Zoom. Perform, mic, muscle memory. If you use a microphone, I told my friend, go buy a microphone stand, even if it's not connected. If your hands on it at a club, go buy a microphone stand. Muscle memory. If you hold a mic, hold a mic. Get a stool. If you're gonna sit, sit on a stool like at a club. Mm. And I thought it was a missed opportunity for a lot of comedians to put out content because. It's a weird way to say it, but let's say when the pandemic was over, someone that really likes comedy could have said, you know, obviously the pandemic was sad and I don't mean to make light of it, but you know what I really liked about it? The content that a lot of comedians put out because all they could do is trust their instincts. So we really got to see them do stand up with sort of their podcast in instincts. Yeah. And I liked it. And they should be able to mention, you know, who did a good one? This one, you know, who did a good one? That one, whatever it was, whether it was straight stand up or something like it, but stand up esque. And I thought it would have been a great opportunity to watch comedians perform with their podcast instincts. And I think when they fall to the audience like that, it gives the audience too much control. So, you know what I mean? It's like you should have had fun. Not, not it should have been, well, it's not as good as an audience. 
No, you should have been having a ball doing it. Unless you don't need to, unless you don't want to. But I think it was a missed opportunity for a lot of comedians to uh, not have to worry about judging, uh, reading the room. Yeah. And I would have fun doing it. I even when I joined a show and like uh, that back when I was with Vinny and he'd be in the room and I would get off stage after doing a 15 minutes and I go, God, that was fun. And I hypothetically went to the naysayer. Well, how do you know it was fun? They didn't even have any people up on the screen at that point. I go, I'm not stupid. I know when things fly out of my mouth, right? I'm not trying to trick everybody. Hey, there's no audience. I killed every, I know when I don't do well. I know when a thought doesn't come out of my mouth. So I really did enjoy uh, performing with no audiences. Even as much as I couldn't wait to fucking get back in front of an audience. But in a way, Todd, and I'm, and I'm listening to exactly everything you just said, in a way, it, it, it turned Vinny off and he left me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, isn't that the ultimate bomb? To- I mean, he left you Watching because me. of this. Yes. Oh, God. You had, a, you had an audience of one and he walked. And he walked. <laughs> he walked. Oh my you God! See, this house. is why I can't come here without. I, I had long pants on when I got, when I left my house. I go was getting ready to leave. I put on pants and I go. I'm gonna. I think I wear the same thing every time I'm there. So and then I go, Todd, you're gonna get laughing and then you're gonna get sweating. So I go put put your gym stuff back on. I went and put like gym shorts and right. a t-shirt. You might want to invest in one of those. You know, I keep seeing the banner ads or the internet ads for like the little. Uh, they do nothing. AC, oh, have you tried yeah, it? Nothing. They, they do nothing. Oh, okay. They do nothing. I'll tell you what they do. If it's okay. You know, in your house, it's not boiling hot. It's okay. Just us sitting here. Let's say it's just me sitting here working on my notes. And it's all, this temperature right here with it blowing at you. But other than that, it doesn't. They don't do anything. Mm. Lowers the room 15 degrees. Also puts more humidity in the room. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but no, uh, it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not, um, it's just because I get laughed. Yeah, and then I don't want to laugh too hard because I sweat too much. Well, we can guarantee that won't happen. Then he walked on you. That's so <laughs> yeah, bailed on you. Me sitting in there, it sends me, makes me sound so pathetic. Performing, performing, he, oh, I left. I'm like, this is sad. And then he tells his friends, oh, I just <laughs> couldn't take, I couldn't take him doing his shows anymore. Oh, it was really. Oh, he'd go in the other room and talk into a microphone, not connecting anything. Yeah. Well, we had a running joke that I made him afterwards. He did, sometimes he would do my sound for me, like you know, on the. And then we had a joke that afterwards I would make him go back outside, act like an audience member who wanted to meet me. <laughs> and, and that was our running joke that I, that would go, look, you know, and I would go, oh, hey, how you doing, you know, because oh, I wanted it. to be like normal, sure. You know? But um, are you so you've done two live dates and so we have to take a break, but you've done these two live dates. Mm-hmm. Are, are you doing a meet and greet afterwards or do you go back to the green I, room and I, hide? I, you know what? I thought when I saw somebody, you want to talk about it on the other side? Yeah, let's talk about it on the other side. That's a good idea. Let's take a break. Todd Glass is here, right? Uh, better than ever. Strong. Good. He's right. Legs exposed the way we like him. <laughs> uh, we're going to go around the horn when we come back, too. Garen's gotten a fight with somebody on the internet today. I want to uh, dive into that, find out more about it. Uh, Elliot, uh, I'm sure, has got something to talk about with palms and some painting of uh, uh, some boxes. And I have good news, too, when I come back. And I've just been told we've got some good news to discuss. Seriously, truth, good news. And we got mail. And we got mail. Wow. So, a lot going on. So a lot going on here today. We'll be back right after this. Hey, Earnin is an app that gives you access to uh, your pay as you work up at $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Why? Because life doesn't happen bi-weekly. Why should your payday? Yeah. I mean, you've got a, a lot of stuff going on in your life probably like we all do. And uh, you just never know when an unexpected expense will come along. Like It could be... Uh, 
a vet bill if your if your doggy gets sick, or uh, you know maybe you have uh, tickets to an amazing concert you've someone you've always wanted to see, and and you have a, a rare opportunity to buy those tickets. You just need to get them right when they come out. So now you can get the money you earn in your hands today with Earnin. Uh, Matt gave you a bunch of reasons why you would have to do it. Over three and a half million people are already uh, using this thing. They say things like this, Matt. When I think about earning, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Was that Casey Kasem or Johnny Carson or? It was Casey. It was Casey Kasem and um, <laughs> Casey Carson. No, Carson's out. Okay, nothing to do with Carson. Right. It was Casey Kasem and the uh, the guy that used to do the Dodgers. Why am I? Oh, Vince Scully. It was Vince Scully. It was, yeah. it was a combination. Of, uh, it went Farber John when we talk about the Dodgers. Uh, so it was a combo of those two. Right. But I understand that it, it also had a little bit, a little bit. But Carson's over here. Uh, hey, download Earning today. That is spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Never Not Funny under podcast when you sign up. That will help this show. Never Not Funny again under podcast, if you would, please. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Earnin, get your money now. Hey, we've got a new sponsor, Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. I always like we have a sponsor that we've already used prior to them becoming a sponsor. And it just is, they call that serendipity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then multiplicity is a, is a Michael Keaton movie that doesn't apply here. It doesn't apply at all. But you, as a Belknap family, you yes. guys use Greenlight Financial. We, we do use the Greenlight debit card. Zoe has the card. We have the app. Um, she makes money tutoring. Uh, it's like a little side hustle that she started during uh, lockdown. Is that a side hustle or her only hustle? Well, her main hustle is school. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it's it's not a paying gig, but it's it's what her focus right. should be, I, I guess. Um, but yeah, she... So she makes money and and because of, uh, you know, the way the world is like she gets paid through Venmo to to Elise's Venmo and then and then Elise can put that money into onto her Greenlight card and then she can use it when she wants to go uh, out to lunch with a friend. Get a cup of coffee. Sure. I hope she's not drinking. Well, she drinks latte. So I guess that's a coffee. But yeah, (laughs) no no guessing. (laughs) I I was I just didn't I didn't like the idea that my daughter's drinking coffee. It seems Uh, seems wrong. You and I seem to be the only parents that think it's weird for teens to be drinking (laughs) coffee. It seems like an adult beverage. But every teen, my son doesn't. But uh, you know, he keeps his temple clean. He gets a, you know, he gets a, you know, an alcoholic beverage. Like, of course. Like, a, like his old yeah, man. Whiskey on the rocks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, listen, green lights are a great way. It's a great way to go here. But the Belknaps love this thing. They don't stop talking about it. Off the air, Matt said, you know, one day it's only a dream of mine to have Green Life Financial be a sponsor. And I said, well, today's your lucky day. Well, it does. It just makes it easy to get your kids, you know, in this in this modern age where a lot of places don't even take cash anymore. It just makes it easier for them to go yeah. out and buy things. It also it's very useful in that it, it allows you to set things up like chores and then the, you can like auto pay when the chores are done or you can do that manually if you prefer. If you, if the chores aren't getting done, you don't want it auto paying them. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool features. Do like you that. give her a coffee break during those chores? <laughs> well, obviously, she's got to have her latte re- her sure. recharge. Absolutely. Now, Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids uh, and keep an eye on kids spending and saving. Uh, while kids and teens build money, confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's not just the Belknaps. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families to navigate together. Now, here's the call to action, Matt. Okay, I'm listening. You don't have to do it. You're already in. I know, but I still want to hear what they say. Okay. Uh, Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month for free. 
When you go to greenlight.com slash Pardo, that is greenlight.com slash Pardo to try Greenlight for free, greenlight.com slash Pardo. I, you know, I know it's around that website. It looks, it looks easy peasy. Uh, and as I said, the Belknaps use this thing. Greenlight.com slash Pardo to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash Pardo. Greenlight. Raise smart money, kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. You got that right. Episode 2818 of the award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny. Todd Glass is here. He's taking time away from his show, The Todd Glass Show, which is available on Misfit Toys. Yeah. Uh, part of the Misfit Toys Bunch. Oh, you're going with Bunch now? No, I don't like it. I just want Jeff Babco to get off my fucking ass. Oh, my ass. God. Babco is furious Jesus about it. Jesus You know what? I wanted to respond. I didn't know if I was going to read comedically if I responded to his, <laughs> but he texted. Uh, he gets all. What, what, did, what did he say? What was his wording? I forget. Uh, and by the way, he's not wrong because we're so allergic to the word network. Yeah, he's he's specifically referring to in the plugs. The la- I think he was had just heard the episode maybe with Jen where in the plugs. I think I bumbled through it because I never want to say the Misfit Toys podcast network. So I go the Misfit Toys comedy thingamajig and I try to make a little throwaway thing about it. But then it sounds unprofessional. Well, here's what he suggests. He, he said, what about uh, why not Misfit Toys Bunch? In other words, it pains me every time you guys stammer. And I was going to write, really? Uh, nothing pained me more than reading this fucking text. <laughs> Fuck you, keyboards. Play your, play your ivories and keep out of our goddamn business. Um, but I don't dislike Bunch, but I also don't like it. I think we just need to nail down the Misfit Toys Comedy Collective. Or, Done. That's it. Comedy Co-op. Comedy Co-op. I like that. What about Collection? Misfit Toys Collection. I, I, I say this in the kindest way, Garen. You, for every 10 ideas you give, one is solid. <laughs> and that was it? That was, it? That was not one? it. Oh. <laughs> you had one last week. I yeah, one last week. And we gave, I gave you the win. I even said to Matt on the phone, I go, let the kid have this win. Oh, wait. We, we have to mention that, too. It's based on, because oh, that, that's actually true. He did have a good idea last yeah, week. Yeah, he did. Uh, we are, uh, I know a lot, there's been a lot of speculation that we're bailing on the isolation files uh, now that we're back in the studio. Uh, part of, That is partially true. What is happening is uh, we thought because of the the childlike nature of the uh, the number 69 having taken over our show uh the 69th episode of the isolation files will be the final isolation files we will then go back to what was initially planned of one bonus episode a month instead of four bonus episodes a month yeah. uh so you'll still get one bonus episode a month if you subscribe to even the five dollar a month level yeah. five ten $20 and up, you will all get one additional episode per month, which will now be renamed Playing Games with Never Not Funny. Uh, so if you still, you know, if you want to host a game, you can certainly submit and be added to the list. But we thought that the weekly one, that it was time to move on, but we also want to give a little bit of space before we end that. And we thought, look, the number 69 is coming up. Uh, if for some reason, there's dumb history on this show with that number. As a reminder, it was at the Oakland airport, and Matt Belknap ordered uh, a bagel, I want to say, and the woman said, uh, order 69, and a guy walked past Matt Belknap picking up his order and went, up top, my brother. <laughs> and yep. that interaction that we all witnessed and laughed like fucking idiots <laughs> has now been part that of was the- was 10, maybe 11 years ago. Can yeah. I tell you something why that what just re- resonates with me? Because I was, you know how YouTube, some things just come in front of you, you don't know how, how did yeah. that end up? I was, okay, one of those things. And it's a, it's a bunch of younger people at McDonald's and then you start researching, you do, there's more. You know, you go down the rabbit hole and when the order went 69, they all cheered. It's like, <laughs> it made me like jealous of how much fun that age, you know, yes. they get at that moment, 69, they're like, yeah! And then one of the women, and then I saw another one at another place, she didn't want to read it because she 
she knew what was going to happen. And they're like, read it. You have to say it. And then I hear another kid go, we'll have to come back at, uh, you know, at um, uh, four for marijuana, 420. Because right. we're just going to have to come back at 420. Like, they'll, they'll wait all that time just to have <laughs> someone yell a number. But they get so excited. And it, and it made me excited. I just, get it. We, uh, we, we, like, again, this guy was not doing it ironically. We have, we've no. adapted it ironically on this yeah, show, yeah, 69. Yeah. I'm talking about my brother, but that guy meant it. Yeah. And, because of that, we have... Uh, and he did not break stride. It was beautiful. Beautiful. We, have, uh, we actually have... Uh, well, this is the example of it. The uh, the uh, jar opener. I have the real one. Oh, there we go. The jar opener. The uh, top my brother jar opener. Yeah. And he doesn't have any idea. No, right. He has no idea. It's did, beautiful. Did we ever get a description did, on that fella? Like, what? Like I'm picturing I, a guy I with... Didn't, uh, he was behind me. I didn't even really see him. He I for sure had his sunglasses on the back. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. I want to also say he may have been in a, uh, a Birkenstock with socks. Hmm. He may have had that uh, kind of a frat boy going through the airport vibe to him. Okay. Yeah. Backward baseball cap sort of situation. 32 years old. I feel Up like I should, I should like go back and listen. Because I remember we were in... At the Oakland Airport on the way back from the San Francisco Sketch Fest, and so when we the next episode in studio, we told the story, right. and I would like to go back. I should listen to how we told the story. Yeah, then yeah, yeah. To sort of see if there's any details that we're forgetting, or did we misremember every second of it? Well, you're, maybe it was you that said it. You, no, no, I no, <laughs> it certainly yeah. wasn't me. No, it was you. But you, I was getting a bagel, and they said sixty nine. You went up top, my brother, and I looked at you like with such anger, like, dude, we're better than that. Oh, uh, that's what really that yeah, guy that's got taken story. out of context. Yeah, the year. there we go. Right. So if, if, if that's how you want to remember it, I'm not going to correct you. <laughs> uh, anyway, isolation files coming to uh, coming to an end, but we, uh, but again, that could all change if we somehow get back into a lockdown or whatever. Uh, you know, we yeah. could certainly uh, revisit uh, doing that on a regular basis, but. Uh, uh, you know, again, I think most people just expect us to stop doing it immediately. Right. But uh, no, let's uh, let's go. Let's hit that landmark. Let's hit that milestone, that <laughs> 69 milestone. Yeah. And then uh, and then we're up. But then again, back to that monthly that, that is included in your subscription. So it's also like we were doing it because we couldn't go anywhere or do anything. But we also realized our audience was stuck at home. And now everyone's out. It's like summer and things are opening up. And right. It's like, is anyone even left at home to listen to it? If we do it, you know, what I mean, there's right. like only so much time people can devote to a show that we already do two episodes a week for two lengthy episodes. And this one's going to be even longer with the, the nonstop chattering of Todd Glass. <laughs> no, Todd no, 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 no. Available no, no, no. on the Misfit Toys Comedy Co-op. I'm trying to be the perfect. Perfect Perfect collective. Today. Collective. What did you say? Collection. Collection. No. Like toy collection. Yeah. I like, I like it. The Misfit Toys Comedy Collection? I like it because it's different. Because it could be ironic a little too, like a collection of jewelry, but in this case, yeah. it's, that's why, I mean, it doesn't have to be like you're taking yourself so seriously. Collection, the comedy. It, I'm going to tell you something. I hated so it bad. until he said like a toy collection and uh, it's right in the name. Toys, so, of course, yeah. it makes sense. You know what? It, he's two for two two weeks in a row like we're part of a collection like it makes it like yeah. oh you know when it's part of a collection it means it's good like oh you see the new line it's part of their new collection well it's right. like it's like QVC so it ties into right, that right, whole thing right. that you love too obviously it's just the, the two sale two for two well two for hundred <laughs> <laughs> only by what you're telling me I don't know I don't know uh, Gary oh you're pretty accurate <laughs> uh, by the I'm, way we lost Ned Beatty over the weekend yeah. I, boy, I, boy do I like him as an actor I always have liked Ned Beatty mm-hmm uh, and sad that we lost him. You know what? He hosted my evening at the Improv, and we became very close. Now he did host my <laughs> evening at the Improv, but we didn't become close. Um, how many evening at the Improvs did you do? Maybe three or four. We did a couple, huh? Yeah, great. It was my first TV thing. Sure, my first TV thing. I was so nervous, but anyway, that's amazing. I didn't realize he 
hosted that like ever. Yeah, that's funny. You would think because he was a very you know he was a bona fide movie star, mm-hmm. and then uh, but they got some you know comedy was hot then, and a lot of people wanted to do it. You know, right. it was like sort of fun for them. They to, probably uh, got paid ten thousand dollars to do it as well. Like here's some money. You come down. It's literally an hour and a half of your time because they shoot it in real time. Yeah. And uh, I always liked it when you see the old the improvs, the guys that like Craig T. Nelson came from comedy and he's trying. You just see a guy working way too hard as the host, whereas Ned Beatty or somebody or Susan Anton, you know, and this week's host, Susan Anton. And you'd go, well, she's going to suck. And she didn't. She's like, hey, coming up next is a very funny guy. Please welcome Todd Glass. Whereas Craig T. Nelson, coming up next is a fella who knows. Yeah, you know, it made you, it made you, oh, to, to take it, if it's this much work, just don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a lot of, what's going on here? What are you trying to pull off? Yeah. You should be comfortable in your own skin. Here, here. But listen. Yeah. Oh, can I, can I, in case I forget, I always say I just want to get it out of the way. Yeah. One plug. I know you plug stuff up front. What do you look mad? Oh, look just came over your face of disdain. Well, because I thought it was going to be. Okay, I'll bring up something else. You know how we do our show. Okay, you're right. And you you come in derailing it with your nonsense. Okay, I'm, first of all, I'm sorry. See the new Todd Glass? I shouldn't do praise myself right after, but but you're right. Let me move on. Can I tell you some good news? I like to hear some good. You pro, you teased good news. Well, I got to get the word out there, and you got to mention it somehow. So during the pandemic, I don't like auditions. I know they're part of the process. I don't like it. I get nervous. I don't, so I don't go on them. And if it's a hosting audition, that I will go on. Mm-hmm. The others, it just gets me too nervous, and it ruins my life. Right, auditions. I'm not good at them. Um, so anyway, but during the pandemic, one came in. It was a VO, and um, is in the house. And then two days before it, I found out they don't even want to zoom. They're just going to do it on the phone. Oh, so. You know, Jimmy, I know you're going to tease me about this, but I want to tell the true story here. I, I, I decided I've never done this ever. I smoked a little pot before the call. The minute I smoked the pot, I felt like waiting to go on stage. I, I like the dialogue. It's good. I read it. I could put myself into it. And they said, you know, you can really play with this. I went at, They went out of their way in the email to say that. Here's something you could watch that if you want to see. Like Eddie Pepitone did something for this guy a while back. See how he... So anyway... And then once I smoked a little, I smoked, it was like 45 minutes away, just in case like it was a little too much. Then I was excited. I went, oh no, now I'm like getting ready to get on stage. I'm not nervous, but I'm mm-hmm. excited. So I did it. He did say in the beginning, I like your standup. That, that relaxes me to know, sure. I mean, absurd amounts. So I did it. I felt good about it. I felt really good. And it's called 10 Year Old Tommy. I play a principal. And um, it's an animated show. And um, I call Alex and I go like an hour later. I said, Alex, I know I won't get it. I wanted to preface it up front. Like, this isn't based on whether I get it or not. That's a long shot. But I felt good. And he goes, you got it. I was like, shut the fuck up. So I got it. And about a month later, a month and a half later, I started to go in. This is in the height of the pandemic. I did go into the this studio, which was absurdly safe the way I wanted it to be. And it felt great. And it was good to get out of the house. And I have a ball. They let me ad lib like absurd amounts. That's like great. 50% of it's just ad lib. It doesn't have anything to do with the scene. It doesn't matter. I just just basically put me into the script. What, I, what things I would want to talk about, things, theories I have, it don't matter. And um, it's coming out in September on HBO Max. And it's oh. called... You know, I don't. It's weird that I don't know this, but I've always been referenced as ten-year-old Tommy. But lately, I saw ten-year-old Tom. Like the last two emails, I'm like, did they switch the name, or is that what they're slanging it? But ten-year-old Tommy or ten-year-old Tom, HBO Max looks like this September, and I play the principal. That's great. And That's it's awesome. 
I'm having it's it's a lot of fun. Congratulations. Thank you. That is great news. So there we go. Good Love for it. you. Todd Glass. Look for him soon as the principal on ten year old Tom Tom. Still technically a plug though, so I'm probably gonna cut that. Yeah. Oh, just, I, but know, it's good news. We'll mention and it in the plug. Yeah. <laughs> Man, ain't that news? Ain't that good news? Ba-ba. Man, ain't that, that news? Good news. <laughs> ain't that good news? That's Sam Cook. There ain't Sam Cook. <laughs> Never know how much I love you. Uh, did did we ask Todd a that's question? Steam, that's team heat. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what, did, fever. We ask, did we ask Todd a question before the break that we were going to fulfill on? I can't remember what it was. Oh, how how's you, how are you doing? Yeah, was, is he doing meet and greets? Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But when I first saw um, somebody else, I won't mention them, they did a date and they were they're out there high-fiving everybody. I go, ooh, but I have to be honest with you. Um, and and it, I think it helps knowing during the pandemic, I, I, was, I was very, um, how do you say it without, safe. I wasn't. I, I I thought it aired on the side of being very safe. Yeah. Like when I, and you know people were coming over my house and I didn't put out snacks anymore. And my brother affectionately teased me about that. He goes, "Do you think you're gonna people are gonna get it?" Or when I would wipe off everything from Vaughn's when I came home, I put it outside one. And I go, "Let me put it into perspective because I think you're off on my perspective, Spencer." I go, "Do you think I think there's a high chance I'll get it from food I didn't wipe off at Vaughn's?" I think you do. I think you go. Todd's afraid. You. No, I think it's probably less than half of a half of a half of a half of a half a percent. But why not? Why not? Why, when, during the pandemic, people want to come over my house. No one's going. You know what I like when during the pandemic I go over and I know someone's hands have been all over my food. You know, if you're chopping up celery or mm-hmm. carrots or whatever, I don't think anyone's hoping for that. So I was really good, and I'm proud that I was good. Uh, not proud, but like no, no shame anyway. But so that's to say that that's why this is when I went, did my first date, I hung out with everybody. You did. I did, and it happened without me. Thinking about it, like I wasn't going. Oh, you're being bad here. I remember going there. No, after I do my shows, that's enough. I'm going into the green room. No one will be allowed in the green room. But it didn't happen that way. When I came home, I went. Well, it doesn't have to be a free for all now. If that's what you did then, and I went back to some really good, I thought, good habits. But yeah, I did go right back to right back to normal. Hmm. You know I what I know. think? I'm not. I. I. I yeah. I, I have I feel like what I've noticed is in myself is that when you're doing something that you hadn't done the entire time during the pandemic that's more like normal life, it's just for me it is very easy to slip back into like, oh yeah, it's everything's fine again. Like you don't forget that there was a thing and there's a danger. But like my mom visited for the first time a few weeks ago. And so we were going out and doing stuff with her that we hadn't been doing. And like suddenly it was like, oh, I forgot my mask because it just feels normal to have her visiting and going to a botanical garden is just feels like the before time. So I'm not thinking the way I, you know, it took me out of the like sort of vigilance that I was in. Yeah. So maybe that same thing happened to you. I think so. And I I could, but but now the thing is I could have come back home, realigned my thoughts and went, hey, when you go to Philly, because I only did two dates. I wanted to take two dates and then wait until July to see what I'm going to do. And um, I didn't. I went to Philly and I came back home, went back to my good, you know, good habits. And and then when I went to Philly, I did, uh, you know, I did hang out. I did meet people. Mm -hmm. Um, But you seem disappointed. Not disappointed, but like, ugh. But, oh, real quick. 
I have a friend, uh, she wrote articles during the whole pandemic for uh, about the about this so she spoke to doctors and lawyers and whenever i had questions during the pandemic i went to her and you know what i found about people that were well educated she was calm her answers made sense they had follow through and uh, i went to her whenever i had a when i wanted setting up my podcast and i said is it okay to do it this way she said you know todd it's always i don't know but i would say no and i trusted her when I asked her about it, she says, well, there is a time to realign your comfortability. It doesn't mean you're ignoring good instincts. It means the situation has changed. Now, realign yourself. She goes, I can't say if you did your shows and didn't meet anybody, that wouldn't be the ultimate way to probably be 100% sure. But you're going to have to go through this now as you realign going back to life. And some of that is necessary. Can you go over the board and go back too quickly? Do I have to go to a restaurant seven nights a week and sit around? No, and I don't. But at the comedy club, I did. And I talked to her about it. And she seemed like that's what's going to happen now. So I didn't feel gu- horrible about it, okay. guilty about it. But you, you don't believe it. What are you going to do? I don't know. Are you going to go back to performing? I don't know the answer to any of these questions. You look, you look, you look, you look, you look disappointed in me. No, you let me down. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you let me down. I let you, you down. let me down. I, I didn't want to lie because I could tell, and I was going to change my story, but go. No, you have to tell what you did. I was going to use the Todd Glass model. People say you're doing a meet and greet. Going, you know what? I was talking to Todd Glass. I'm going to follow his lead in not doing that. And then when you said you were doing it, uh, there went that. I didn't do a meet and greet. I didn't do a meet and greet, but I did get a. There were people hanging out there. in Austin. There was a patio after the show, and um, I did go out to the patio, and it was mostly comedians, like which I didn't realize how much I craved being around comedians mm. you know and it was it was a lot of fun mostly it was just hanging out with other comedians uh, but in philly uh uh met yeah met some people but i didn't do a meet and greet I but see. after the show i usually go backstage anyway and wait a while and the people that really want to usually hang out if you eventually go out to the bar if there is a bar at a club usually it's about 30 minutes after the show you don't stand over. at the door and say thank you for coming and uh, here's my trinkets well you know when i did sell like stuff occasionally i did even then i wouldn't get out there for 15 minutes uh, but uh, no, I don't, no, I don't do there, that. The people come to see and meet you. Get out there. You know who? You know what? I I know you're kidding. But um, you know what I usually do if people? I do like meeting people, and I'll tell you who I especially like meeting people that listen to the podcast. Hundred percent because they're enjoyable, and uh, I would say overwhelmingly enjoyable. But you know what I notice? I don't know if they they'll wait. The, the, everybody else clears out. So if I go to the bar, especially in Philadelphia, it, uh, now the bar was closed this time in Philly. So it was mostly friends of the staff and stuff like that. But normally I wait like a half an hour and then I go to the bar. And you know what? Those people that really want to meet, they're there. And then you can have a better conversation with them because some other people have left. Yeah. So that's what I usually do. But I, I've, I've sold merchandise over the years, but mostly not just because I'm lazy. Because it it's not a bad thing to do. You know, it's how you do it, how you set it up, but it's not a bad thing to do. You know, it's free money. Merch. I said, I don't call it merch, though. I set up my merch table. I heard a comedian say that once. I said, all right, bring it down. I'm doing an experiment where it's like, I'm wondering if, how long he'll just keep talking if I don't respond at all. I like, know. will he just continue going? <laughs> merch. And I love it. I love it. Uh, I would want nothing I, less. I like how it was like, it was yeah. like, it was going, 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 and then like the volume got lower and lower. Yeah, and then it was yeah. just kind of, tra- it was well, like, a, I was trying to think of, am I being interesting? I'm really trying to be like a better guest than ever. Like, come back, hack Todd Glass. People that are listening, maybe there's someone that goes, I love Jimmy Pardo, and I hate, maybe the, the nice person, they go, hate's a strong word, but Todd Glass, it's a little too ironic for me my goal honestly after the pandemic 
was to go out on the road, podcast everything, a little tighter. A little tighter. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be who you're not, but can you tighten it up a little? You're, the things you do in between your jokes, stop it. I told my manager, I'm not gonna, I'm done joking around. And he goes, well, Todd, let's not Dude, go that's crazy. Your, that's your bread and butter. Meaning like what I do in between the jokes. That's it, what makes you funny. self-referencing. But I can sand it down a little. I know talking about it doesn't... I think 35 years in is the right time to start tweaking. (laughs) You got to redefine who you are because... That's what makes you you. Why would you get away? Your jokes are not good. No, you haven't seen me in a while. I've seen you plenty. Can I tell you something? I have a theory. You don't know what I do, and I probably don't know what you do. You You have no idea what I do on the road. I do this. But if you saw my... I mean, I do. I've seen it. You got the band. You yell at them. They go, wah, no, wah, no, wah, no, with the no, horn. No. I get it See, all. You don't. You don't. You don't. I get it all. This no. guy gets it. Gah, gah, and then you yell. And the guy goes, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't yell at my band. I don't that, yell at the band. It's, May- on, it's on your special that you yell at the band. You yell at everyone. That's your premise. Well, I don't do it anymore. <laughs> well, I'm not yelling anymore. I'm tired of yelling. I'm going to be a different guy. I'm just going to do jokes. I'm complimenting you. You don't understand what I'm doing here. I'm I complimenting know. you. That, why would you get rid of what makes you interesting? Okay, I'll explain it. I don't have to get rid of it all, but like the band's already different. The band's already different, and it's okay. It's what I do. I'm not going to get rid of that. I love that band. I love the bits with the band, but like what I call meta on top of meta, and I get it. I hate to call my own stuff meta. I hear what you're saying. But after you've been hat on a hat, after you've been doing comedy for a long time, I didn't even know what meta meant five years ago. But a year ago, I really oh that's meta. Someone did a bit, and I went oh okay, I get it. But it doesn't have to be meta on top of meta. Like, just, you know, it's like, just that's what I meant. Like, go back out on the road. The band's different. Get your stand-up a little tighter. Go out there. Like, I want to be a well-oiled machine. And just like, boom, 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 boom. So I have been, I started joking, like, but I'm, but I am serious that I wanted to hit. Like, let's say 10 is the best audience. Right. 10 is the best audience. Sometimes. On a scale of 1 to 10, you're going to use the, you're using the 10 model? 10 is the best, yes. 1 to 100. How about one to a thousand? Well, then one a thousand. to ten. Ten is the best crowd in the world. They're just with you. You know your favorite club. Maybe you're in uh, comedy on state or 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 a Jared and and act. You know those crowds at ten. They're ten. They're just uh, seven. Isn't bad. Seven is, and I feel like I lose them. They're a seven. They're not heckling. They're not talking. But they're a seven. I don't want to give up on them so easy this time around. I'm gonna. I can take a seven and make them like me. Okay. Before I didn't. If they weren't an eight, nine, or a ten, like already a seven, they would be okay with me, and then I'd lose them. My new goal is to go out there and go. Don't give up so quickly. Don't do what you don't want to do. I'm not saying bastardize what you think is funny, but if you're not, if you don't have them with you, I did that one night in Austin. I was really proud of myself. I go, God damn it! I'm glad I didn't. You know, you have all these theories what you're going to do, and you go back there, and I did the same thing. I didn't. Mm. They were a seven, but I remember thinking they're not talking. They're not heckling. And I worked and I worked and I worked and I worked. And about 15 minutes later, I go, there, you did it. That's what I want to do on the road. Who cares? Let me ask you a question about this band. Uh, Does the band learn Sweet Caroline or do you still play that on the tape? Oh, listen, I'm I'm not doing that. I did I that for the last time. Well, I did bring well, it back. Oh, you did not bring it back. Yes, yes, for like the last year and a half because I didn't know how to close. And I'm, I told the crowd, look, folks, I don't know what to do to close. I go, 
I, it started as a joke. I would go, hey, folks, let's close the show a little differently tonight. I always like to close differently, and I don't care. Like, you have to do new material. You don't want even people that like you to come. I'd say this to the audience and go, I love Todd Glass, but he's doing that same close. So yell out a close. Yell out what you want me to do, and we'll close. And the band into the mic. I say, guys, you can't let anyone squeeze in between you. We'll go, oh, do sweet Caroline. I would go, sir, I oh, I feel bad because I said do any bit, but that that's an old bit. I don't do that anymore. And he goes, come on, I have cancer, <laughs> you know. So I go, well, sir. That first of all, I understand the the depth of that, and and but that I can't just. And then I would eventually go, all right, I'll do it. I go, where are you? And I would go, where are you? And go back here. I'm waving my hands. But somebody in the audience would eventually figure out to wave their hands, and I would go, all right, we'll do Sweet Caroline. That's my way of thinking. Okay, well, I got into it cleverly, but now my next date on the books is. Um, comedy on state actually in the end of july yeah madison wisconsin best could be one of the top three clubs in the world oh my gosh yeah they get it drinks only and just this room that is absurd i don't have to get into it but it's just it's they know what they're doing yeah and i thought you're not closing with sweet caroline get another closer even if it's a sing-along it's just got to be something how about your dad smoking (laughs) (laughs) why is that I th- hear, hear me out. I know that you 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 don't want to do the dad smoke anymore because uh, you dropped it 25 years ago like you should have. No, I dropped it when I had a heart attack. My brother said that's the only thing that came good out of me having a heart attack. Oh. Right. The next day he goes, well, at least that dad smoking bit's gone. But hear me out, though. But now, because you would, you would blow the smoke out of both sides of your mouth, you got a guy on drums timing it with that boom, 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 Ugh. boom. It's back fresh. <laughs> it's back fresh. You know what? If you could smoke in clubs, it got hard. To yeah. smoking clubs. The band, let me tell you something. That was something I thought during the pandemic. I now bring, I have like two guys. There's not a date I go on where I'm not bringing at least the keyboard player. Right. Because before the pandemic, I did like 90, you know, a month straight with the same keyboard player. I can get a local drummer. I can get a trumpet guy. And I said, Todd, you either need to bring someone on all your dates. I honestly said this to myself because I saw how tight the show got with one guy in the band. You needed to bring one guy every show. Or stop doing the band because mm. I did think. What did you get yourself into? You know, you're a stand-up. That's we've joked. Like when the, we're at theater, sometimes you know, if it's not me opening for somebody, and the joke is that like that same theater, the same amount of people, the band that could have been there the week before, truck semis, sometimes thirteen semis pull in for a show. At least two semis for a lot of these shows. Thirteen semis. They get the production and lights and everything. We walk in eating a hamburger. We go on stage in front of like you know three thousand people, and and we and we can kill. Now I'm not doing that. This is a lot more work, but I believe in it. I think it makes the show better from the minute they come in the room. Then sometimes they play as they're being seated. So. He's your musical director. Yeah, I love it. It's a, Robert Klein would have the same guy with him for years. Rickles had the same guy with him for years. I didn't do it that way before. I would train them. I would go in a night early. Go, we'll meet at the hotel. You know, and I would go over right. with them, and we spent sometimes three hours. I bought everybody dinner, tried to make it a fun night and a rehearsal, and they did a great job, but not like so. Use local drummer. Here's what I recommend. A buddy of mine used to send a tape in advance to the Wait band. Wait a second. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, I, I'll never. You never forget. Rapping Rodney. Rapping Rodney. <laughs> everybody, they've talked into rapping. So, uh, um, so anyway, but yeah, I'm back out there, and I can't wait. I just want to go on the road. I want to take dates. 
I really do. I just want to get... Well, then go, do it. Talk to your management. Don't talk to me. I can't do anything for you. Oh, I am. I'm just starting to take them now. Oh, I see. But you know what I did? A lot of clubs won't reach out because, let's say, they're not at a minimal capacity. They can't afford to bring out-of-town acts in. Because, uh-huh. you know, a club that holds 300 can because they can go down to 125. And But I told a club, I go, I don't care. I don't want to lose money. But if I come to your club, pay for my hotel, pay for his hotel, airfare, boom, and I get to run the show for a week... So I don't care. I like doing. I like doing a big show for like a, it. sometimes for a small amount of people. They really appreciate it. Not. I don't want to do that my whole career, no. but isolated dates until this gets back going again. <laughs> what is wrong with me? I don't know. <laughs> hey, let's go back. Come on. Hey, Todd. Hey, come on. Be, be your, be your funny Todd. I've, the, to use your analogy, uh, you've become a seven. Okay, that means I can win you over. And I'm not going to even try to get get it back to a 10. I'm going to let it, uh, diminishing returns. I I want you to leave it a three. (laughs) That's happened. That's how interested I am in hearing more about your dates that are coming up. Why, as I was telling you that. Okay, but I also don't need to discuss it, so move on. I'm done. It's crazy how this whole segment started with us saying no plugs. <laughs> I know. And that was nothing but I got comedy on stage. I got this. I got no, this. I I got that a, wasn't a plug. I got that a was keyboard the... guy. I got a guy with a synthesizer and a cowbell. Now, listen, the comedy on state was because we were talking about going back out on the road. I get it. I didn't give. Did I give the date? Do you want to give it right now? No. Because then that makes you win. I won't give the date. Matter of fact, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Pardo, right? Jimmy. I'm going to, I'm going to cancel the date. What? Yeah, yeah no, you know what? No, yeah. Todd, no, no teach don't. you a fucking lesson. No. no, Matt. They, they want you out no. there. No, no, no. They I'm canceling you. the date. Um, oh, they're going to be I'm so canceling it. I'm canceling it. I love the idea of teaching you a lesson. <laughs> yeah. like the, all, the only person that loses there is you. Yeah, and I'm going to close with Sweet Carolyn. <laughs> Great. Really stick it but to you. They said you weren't doing it, though. You're, you're going to fucking not doing the show, but you are closing with Sweet Carolyn. And I am going to. He does those sad sack shows in his bedroom. Oh, right. Yeah, back to my bedroom. All right, guys, who wants Sweet Caroline? There's nobody in the bedroom with you, Todd. It's just Vinny packing his zipping up his suitcase. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is sad. Just him telling his friends. It was sad. It really, and I, you know, I have great, it was sad. sad. I, had, I had to get out of there. I had to get out of there. <laughs> I left while he was sleeping. <laughs> he heard me start up the car. He came running outside. <laughs> Come on, look at my dad smoking. <laughs> what is it, Jetsons? I don't know. i always jealous of people that could do sound effects. Me, in their I'm act. jealous of impressionists and sound effects guys. Yeah. I'm, uh, the good ones. You know what else I'm jealous of? Being able to do a, if I could do a loud whistle, you know, one of these like, yeah. oh, I would have 10 bits where that whistle was in it. <laughs> yeah. 10 bits. You know what I mean? Remember like Graham Elwood had that whistling bit for a while. He did, because uh, yeah, he, 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 he could whistle loudly. Oh, I think you could learn it. It's, it's, I don't think so. I've tried. If your listeners think they could teach me to whistle through a video online or something they've watched, I'm, I'm talking, I'm not... <laughs> No, I'm yeah, talking. You know, I, I, I can do it, but I use four fingers, which is weird. It's, Let me see. So you, you overlap the, the fingernails there and there. You see how I'm doing that? Yeah, that's not going to help me do it, but I can see. But, the, but, you see, but it is important. Yes, Show yes, it to yes. me, please. Okay, so uh, like this? Yeah, just but but like sort of half on and half off. Half on, half off. All right, so then the, the key thing is you're, do a you're, good one. you're pushing your, like that with your tongue. And you're pushing down on your tongue, and then you're sealing off with the outside of your mouth so that there's no air going out around the side. So it's just going over the fingernails. Oh, what if I couldn't do it after all that? <laughs> We're all like, oh, that's great, Matt. No, 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 that's good. That last one. Like that, but I could do a ladder. But. Yeah. I can't no, do it. I can't. It I takes could. a little practice. You this is to... a good one when people can do this. Yeah, I can't. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's the same premise, but I can't do it. Yeah, here's a lot of work. It's four fingers. 
Rickles did it. A lot of songs. It's a great word when you're trying to do a bit. And you're like, Come on over here. It's like it's so powerful. <laughs> yeah. It's like a real. It's a real. Uh, it's a real. You know. You're like don't uh, don't fuck with me. It, yeah, it's an alpha. Get a cab. It's an alpha male move. Sure. Get, yeah. Get a cab. Speaking of which, Garen, you had you had a fight with Uber this morning, and that they were uh, wanted to overcharge you to get here. Let's check in with Garen Cockerell. He's over there at the Pop Culture Reason for that, sponsored by DogPile.com. Hey, Garen. Uh, Garen, oh. you uh, you sent us a text message uh, with plenty of time to get here, by the way, saying you might be a little late because Uber was uh, trying to upcharge you on a Monday morning. Yeah, they were trying to charge me twenty bucks to. Come what does it usually cost? Just a week? seven. Seven bucks. They wanted uh, which is still kind of high, but thirteen bucks more to go. What is it? Two miles? Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually thinking, like, can I just? Is it because gas there? prices have gone up? Is that why? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm like, I, I am not a fan of these companies because they're ripping people off, and it's fucked up. But they're also anyway. I said, why are they trying to charge me fifty on Twitter? Why are they trying to charge fifty dollars? It makes sense. And some dude responds, calling me Mister Cuckroll. <laughs> I'm like, so he responds to this thing about Uber overcharging you, yeah, by calling you a cuck. He goes. He goes, Mr. Cockrell, situations like this lead to inflation. Even the U.S. dollar is susceptible to this. Meanwhile, this guy is from fucking Russia. What? I don't know why. He, I don't know who he is or how, why he follows me, but. It's a Russian bot. Is it Edward Snowden? <laughs> I don't even I'm not Yeah, is that he Snow? <laughs> no. And then he was like, you got me. <laughs> that, that's all I said. You got me. Well, what else are you going to say to him? Go ahead and laugh, Todd. You're all <laughs> I welcome anybody laughing at my bullshit. And then I just again. love how you know when you're so I do the same thing so I'm not making fun of Garen but when you're telling a story and somebody says something and then you go no 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 and you just keep moving along <laughs> like you were saying <laughs> no, no, no. uh well, Gary, he did get you. He got me bad. <laughs> yeah. That's why you came in there was like a some your face was kind of red from the burn that he laid on you. So he comes back again. Oh wait, this oh, guy, you said I. You got me. And you then, got me! Exclamation point. And the the Russian bot responds. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Cockrell. Oh, correctly. The this first time. time could have been a misspelling. Maybe it was a typo. Could possibly. Yeah, typo. Maybe there was a beautiful woman in this taxi, and she told you, "Pay me another five dollars for my beauty." What's going on with this? Guy? Who is this guy? guy. Right. This is guy. this the Uber driver or the corporation? This, it's this nobody. Some Just some guy that follows Garen. Oh, he, or, he complained about it on Twitter, so now right, right, I get it. I, get it. I thought it was the guy from Uber. <laughs> no, it's just some guy that Garen refuses to block because he needs every uh, follower he can get. <laughs> if I block him, he still follows me, right? If you mute him, uh, you know what? I don't block anybody, and I don't mute anybody. It doesn't. I should. There's I power should in the mute mm-hmm. because then they that's don't true. know that you don't see what they say. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. I'm just going to respond. To I the haven't guy. muted somebody in years, by the way. Uh, but uh, I've but probably done it about 10 times since Twitter started. Just, you know, mute it. They don't know. I, I That's what I did ask. I remember what I do. They know. Why did I care that? I didn't want them to know. You know why? Because I think they were harmless in this situation. I didn't want them to feel like he muted me. I don't like him anymore. Right. I get it. I get it. There's some comics, and maybe I'm guilty of it. Where if their Twitter is nothing but promotion... It's like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mute this guy. I don't dislike this guy, right? But I, but I don't need to see his dates in Philadelphia or Austin. <laughs> wait a minute! Oh wait! <laughs> you said you didn't do it. That's what I've been doing in my acts after my jokes. Now I go. 
Oh, the rooster. It's like a hook. You yeah. know, Rodney used to have Rodney a hook. Rodney had a hook, yeah. Rodney used to say, uh, I well, don't get any respect. What would Rodney say what? if it was Mitch Hedberg? Oh, uh, Rodney, if he was Mitch yeah, Hedberg? Yeah, I'll tell you, I saw a sign that said escalator stairs, you know? Shouldn't it say escalator temporary? Ah, I fucked it up. Come on, Rodney. Rodney, I'll tell you, it's all heavy, baby, heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Rodney used to say, you're a good crowd, but last night was rough? Yeah. One night, I was in uh, Toronto at the at the comedy bar, and I asked the other comedians hanging out I, to do a bit. And I go, I'm going to say, uh, not in Rodney's voice, but I'll tell you what, you're a good crowd, but last night it was rough. And then I did that, and they go, we were in the last night's crowd, and you said that it was the night before. I go, my mistake, in all fairness, I did a wedding. And it was two weeks ago, one of those private jobs for the money, and that was a god-awful crowd. And then I would go, but anyway, I'd start my next sentence. That was our wedding. <laughs> we didn't go on a honeymoon. I would go, you know what? And I just kept doing it. So so I said, you know, you'll do it over there. It's always coming from different parts yeah. of the room. So I go to stage. I go, guys, you all did that great. And they go, they, no one was in the room. It was Caleb Sion. He just kept moving to different places. Ah. I go, wait, that was you every time. I go, well, you did a great fucking job. I thought it was one comedian over there. Job. Caleb now, Sion, I throw him a little. Is pull that up. the kind of stuff you're going to be cutting loose, though? Because you said you're tightening it up. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is a prime example. Then, then, then you're stupid no because, because that's what makes you funny i can't you know what? be more I can clear be funny your jokes are zeros no you don't know they're not you're you, you haven't seen me your in a while personality is what it is wow <laughs> <laughs> no i'm telling you jimmy i'm telling you no i'm fucking around don't defend something that it's nonsense what i'm saying is nonsense well no no not about my jokes but i think you're trying to say don't let go i cannot i don't want you to let go of that I can let go of some of it. Not I'm that, telling though. you. Not that. That's good stuff. No, it isn't. Can I ask Rodney a question? Yeah. Why, why do you... Uh, <laughs> I might not even do Rodney anymore because people don't know... Uh, younger people don't know who he is. Fuck the younger people. You're, that's not your audience. Your yes, audience is. is 65 and up. But, but then it's even better if they don't know because then they're like, this guy's a genius. <laughs> yeah, oh, first of all, you're right. doing Rodney and you're doing Mitch Hedberg's brilliant jokes. Well, you win. <laughs> I thought about that. Like, you know, these comedians... See, here's where I get the, what I call meta on top of meta. I thought like... I'm, I already made that deal. I talked about it to my friends while I'm putting my set together. And I was like, you know, let me, with a heavy hand, let me go, ah, no, nah, that's it. And I, doesn't mean it can't be different. And the one was when I go, you know, these comedians, folks, they're, they're dead and no one's doing their material. So I decided to. And I would just do it. And it said, it's an homage. I would tell them, it's an homage. So you can't uh, get me in trouble. It's an homage. And I would do like, all the comedians that are dead, and I would do their act, and then I go, you don't need to do that. It's not gonna kill. Just, just, I wanna do, I wanna do good. I'm done with this shit. Mm. <laughs> do you remember the time that you ran into uh, George Carlin, by the way, when you were at the airport, and you guys were uh, told to start boarding? Do you remember that? Remember when you ran into George? <laughs> yeah, he said something to you, actually. What did like. he say, remember this? Because they said, get on the plane, and he turned to me. I remember, like it was yesterday, and he goes, uh, something like, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, you know, please get on the plane. He goes, on the plane? Fuck you. I'm getting in the plane. Let the assholes get on the plane. What am I, evil Knievel? Um, <laughs> Matt Belknap, be, be, tell, tell Ty Glass, honest to God, how often does that come up on this show? Uh, once a month, maybe? Yeah. Month. <laughs> not that, even the show, just us talking on the it. phone. Well, like, I'm not mocking George Carl. I know that I don't need to. No, you, of course, we know it, you're not. It's just but this, but we, it, lo we love it. I love it so much. I do too. Because I used to say, I, I said something about it in one of my specials, and I didn't want it to come off because, you know, uh, as uh, dis you know, disrespectful to George Carlin. Um, but uh, anyway, he's dead, and what's he going to do? 
Yeah, but it was it, that's what I think you said on the show once too that was part of what made it funny to me is that like towards the end he was just like overly angry about nothing like it was like he amped up the anger for, to try to compensate for the fact that the observation was just kind of like and you know what maybe it's because I said that because it is you can't go erase I th- when I did that on my first comedy the only Comedy Central special I ever did maybe it's because he hadn't passed away yet so I was I, I talked about one minutia of him now I feel like yeah you know I, I, certainly Certainly wouldn't ever take even a, a, a comedic blow at George Carlin, no, you know. But back then, I, did, I guess I did tease him a little bit, like. But you know what? The stewardesses get on the plane. Fuck you! I'm getting in the plane. All right, George, please just get on the plane. You know. I think it's all. You know, it. it, it I'm a guy ending my show with Sweet Caroline. I should shut the fuck up. I'm glad you're bringing it back. He did get a little bit much at the end, though. It was like sometimes it was just not comedy. I think we can all agree on that, right? Yes, I will. Can I, I, I'll, I'll agree with that. I have something written down here, and I know I'm going to take shit, but I f- almost want to bring it up. Because I'm curious if you're taking... Wait, I still had a question for Rodney. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. What do you like about... Well, it's, it's, I'm asking a question for Rodney and Mitch Hedberg. Okay. Uh, what do you like about rice? I'll tell you, rice is good. You know what? Rice, rice is good if you're hungry and you want 7,000 or something. All right. You know what I mean? I'll tell you, I love rice. Uh, uh, speaking of. Got to get the boys a little. Hey, I'll tell you, it's all right. You know? All right. Back then. Speaking of being hungry, what if you're not hungry uh, at the moment and uh, you want something? Is there anything uh, that you recommend for that? God, you're setting me up and I'm forgetting. Wait, if you're hungry. Oh, you know what's good if you're hungry? What? What is that joke? It's uh, somebody uh, asked me if I wanted. Is it a frozen, frozen banana? banana? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. I'll tell you, the other day, he asked me if I wanted a frozen banana. I said, no, but I want a regular one later. So, yeah. All right. What are you going to do? All right, people. Good to see you. I'll tell you. Heavy, baby. Heavy. I love it. Heavy, baby. I'm not fucking around. I could listen to an album of this and, I, and it would make my day. It would make my day. Yeah. I did it in my last special. I yeah, did. Yeah, it was a little rough to watch. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Not this new special. My new next look special. I want. I've said this for people that go. I like Todd Glass, but if he'd sand down the edges, they're about. My new special is going to bring them pure happiness. I'm not one to ever point out when somebody misspeaks. I don't like to point it out because I think that there's no humor to be found but there. Here is. But you just said Netflix, which makes me think we should start a porno site called <laughs> Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Are you on board? Will you be an initial investor on Netflix? Sure. Are you kidding me? I have an idea for Shark Tank, but I want you to honestly tell me if you think it's a good idea. You okay. have to have proof of concept, which I get. You you know, to get on Shark Tank, you have to have some proof of concept. What about once a... Did you say you don't think so? Some, sometimes there are people who get on that show who the producers clearly cast knowing that they're going to get torn apart. Yeah, you know what? But they still have some level of mm, they've I, invented the product. It's there. There's mm, a prototype of it. There's once a month yeah. pure pitch. Yeah. Pure pitch. It's, 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 it's a one time. This thing is so good. That's how it got on the show. It's not there to, to, to mock them. It's just mm-hmm. so, this pitch is so fucking tight. They have done nothing but send the pitch to Shark Tank, and they pick you. Okay, and one and that, and sometimes so wait, they get investors. You're pitching, pitching to Shark Tank. No, I'm pitching that they would be cool if once in a while they didn't know. Now I have to oh, find yeah. out if you're right. But up till now, I thought the proof of concept can be not as successful as other proof. But there has to. There's usually some proof. Here, here's of concept. what I'll say to that: because we watch, we watch a lot of Shark Tank in my house. We love it as a family. Me too. Uh, what I don't like about it is I. Th- I th- what Elliot just brought up is let's say you have a product. And you and you bring it to Shark Tank and and you're selected to come on, 
But the producers know that's our gag one for the fucking episode. But you don't know that. You think this is my shot and you're literally walking out there proud of your dumb dog poop in a bag idea and you're there and you're selling it and they just go, shut shut up, you suck. And you feel like shit about yourself. So I, I don't like that about Shark Tank. I also don't like that they are wishy-washy and that they will sometimes go, uh, well, you your proof of concept is too much. And then, well, wait a minute. Or they'll say to the next person, you know what? You don't have proof of concept. Well, which one do you fucking want? <laughs> it's whatever way the wind blows for them to not invest. Right. And what you're talking about, I've seen. It doesn't happen that often. Yeah. I just watched two nights of it, a reel of those. The ones when you go, well, they, I thought what you thought. I'd never even noticed that before till literally a few nights ago. I went, oh, because someone put together a reel of them. And I went, yeah, this is, they knew, producers knew. Like, they know. This isn't Also, it, they know because it's so rehearsed at the beginning that you know that they practiced that pitch in front of a producer way too many times um but i still love the show i will watch it uh, uh every day yeah i enjoy sentence? it too anybody happy with the way that sentence ended mm-hmm. so what's your pitch is your uh, your item Oh, I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't have it right now. Didn't he just say he had one that he well, wanted? Well, I had an idea if I was a producer on the show, an idea for them. What about every so often we take a show that has no, it's just the pitch alone. There's no, there's yeah, no concept. Oh, I see that there's not a. Uh, and I took him out of the knees is what turns out. Yeah, you blew it. <laughs> well, he might be right. I don't care. He's if right. No. I want you to get on the show and then pitch that on the show. <laughs> Like my <laughs> sharks. Here's my idea. I would love Once you in on a that. while, you should just take a pure pitch, and then I like, do have you? a pitch, but it's too hard to explain. Right, and for that reason, <laughs> I'm, I'm out. Oh yes, that was great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Come on, everybody. Woo-hoo. Remember when uh, they're, they're they're sick of that. Joke. They're used to you. Yeah. For that reason, I'm out. You came right in there. Talk about timing. Yeah, I'm good. You came right oh. in there like a guy landing a plane. I'm the, Hudson. Yes. <laughs> I'm Sully of comedy. Yeah. And Sully from Monsters, Inc. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, we got to do Oliver's trivia question. So, Matt, let people know that. Uh, I'm going to do that, and then we'll take another break. Okay. No. Is that Oliver? Uh, it's the Bee Gees. <laughs> no, it isn't. Yeah, we got Barry Gibb to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Love the show. Is Love that Oliver it. or is that a... a no, it's Nathan Diffie. Uh, it's Nathan a, Diffie. I like that one. Yeah. I wonder, has this ever come up? Is he related to Joe Diffie? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, Let's we, talk about it for 10 we minutes. Got <laughs> Let's talk about it for 10 minutes. As if we didn't talk about it uh, last month for 10 minutes. <laughs> Love it. Uh, all right. Uh, Balaban's around, Matt. Oh, Balaban's. Wow. I, you know, that's... I'm not used to having to play that one. You know, I played that one last week, and it's been so long. Let's let's play another one too. <laughs> They're so great. All right, there we go. All right, so here's the battle bands. Here's your here. I'll give you the I'll give you the uh, the topic. You make your bet, and then I'll read the question. And then we'll take a break, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back. We'll go around the horn and check in with everybody, get their answers. And uh, so on and so forth. And also, we have mail. I believe we have some mail yeah, we, we, have do. To, we have to get to. Yes, Todd? It's going to be so quick. Yeah. Every time I come on this show, I talk about the same thing, one thing. But I think I went out of my way not to talk about it. Have I done it so far? 
the comedy clubs, this, they should do this, right? And yeah, and every time, last time I watched you two eye each other, which I'm very aware of sometimes, <laughs> but I'm so into my story, I don't ever stop and go, why did you look at each other? I do that too much. This year after the pandemic, when that happened, it happened about 20 minutes ago, I was getting angry about during the pandemic, people should perform and they should have performed. And I think it's good advice. Yeah. And then you, and I got angry <laughs> and my anger didn't match your anger internally. So you looked at Matt like, oh, I think he's getting a little upset. I'm right. I'm right. I Go back and look I, at the I, tape. Did I look at him? I don't remember. No, you that. didn't look at him. He looked at you, and I was going, "Yeah, well, this is a great opportunity. You do stand up and use your pocket." Well, and you're you like, were unhinged, and I think I was a unhinged. Little scared. <laughs> and my, but my, you're only unhinged if the person that's listening is not on board of the missed opportunity. It was only unhinged because you didn't. It's like when you do a joke and you get excited, and then the audience isn't excited. Well, you look unhinged. <laughs> only be, you didn't look unhinged on the first show because that audience was there with you. I only looked unhinged because you probably didn't perform. <laughs> during the pandemic and you took it as an insult that you didn't do what you should have been doing in every stand-up comedian should have been did, doing. I did a monthly show at uh, flappers.com. I have one coming up this Friday, as a matter of fact. Flapperscomedy.com. Uh, flapperscomedy.com. What did I say? Flappers.com. I just, if they want tickets to the show on Friday. Uh, yeah, flapperscomedy.com. But I, you know, I didn't, I didn't have to pretend, lean against a mic stand. I didn't need to buy a stool. Well, you were at a comedy club. No, duck fuck. I was at my, I was at my, I was at my desk. Duck fuck. And you did a show. And I was honest about it. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it this way. I'm not going to put a curtain behind me and pretend like I'm Rupert Pupkin. I'm not going to do it that way. I'm not going to tie glasses. I said this. I'm not going to tie glasses. No, you didn't. Go back, play the tape. (laughs) (laughs) It was live stream. All right, back. Oliver, in case he listens, I don't want to get in the way of anything. All right, here's Oliver's trivia question for this week. The topic, and I think we've had this topic before, uh, and uh, uh, sweet tooth. Oh, it oh recently. Even, like yeah. it already. What if it's the same question? Oh, then I know uh, I'm going to bet it all then. <laughs> Sweet tooth. How did I do it in the last That's slide? the hint. Okay. So now it's like Jeopardy style. You'll write down how much you want to bet between 1 and 25, Todd. Okay. Oh, oh don't let anybody see it? Don't let anybody see it. Okay. And if you get it right, uh, you win uh, $5 from the Jeremy Herbal Trivia Tin. I think I'm still going to... Okay, I got it. All right. But if you if you think you're going to get it wrong, then you bet lower, because if we all get it wrong, then you win because you bet less. Yeah, so there's some strategy here to be had. Uh, all right, is everybody in with their bets? Yeah. Garen Cockrell? Cockrell, you in with yours? Yes. Cockrell. <laughs> By the way, that guy slid into my DMs. Oh, wait. Oh, so, oh yeah, you said this guy got back to you. Then we got distracted because Todd had to, once again, talk about doing live shows uh, during the pandemic. <laughs> well, he, brought, he said that stuff about the beautiful woman, and I just responded, right. I'm gay, bro, and that's it. But I noticed I had he messaged me. And I'm not. That's a long message. I'm not going to read it all. I'll just read the first part. Dear Mr. Cockrell, I've heard a lot about you. You are a well-known producer and very respected person in the United States. End of. That's it. Yeah. That's all we need to hear. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going back <laughs> to the to the Wait. bot theory. Yeah, I think you had a bot on your hands. <laughs> he actually asks me if I know anybody yet. At Scott Free because he wrote a Terminator. Oh my God. Oh. Alien script. Well, you might know somebody at Scott Free. I can help this Ukrainian. He seems like a good guy. He's just trying to make a friend. Oh, maybe. Trying to make a friend while you're in the back of somebody's Toyota Celica uh, (laughs) trying to get it on time. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. Well, you're in the back. (laughs) Well, you're in the back of the guy's Sorry, this guy's just trying to be a friend. Why can't he do both? (laughs) Uh, Here's your question. You ready? Yeah. Uh, the Great Depression spawned what sweet flavor and was originally marketed as a way of coping with the economic crash? What sweet flavor? What sweet flavor 
uh, the Great Depression spawned what sweet flavor? It was originally marketed as a way of coping with the economic crash. I know you're going to yell at me, but can I ask a question before I guess? Is it true that Tootsie Roll is made out of poop? Because my friend told yeah, me that 100%. in second grade. <laughs> 100%. Okay, I think I got yeah. Huh. Sweet flavor. Jimmy's so quick with the answer. I feel Yeah, but I'm never I right. I know, but it's still impressive. Oh, you got it already. Well, I've written something down, but I'm not happy with it now. It's, and it's just got to be something that's you would throw out normally, but hey, times are tight right now. We got to make candy out of that, which we would normally throw out. So you got to go through all the candies now and think, what would be something that if you weren't trying to pinch corners? Right. It's also that, only for $5, and maybe you don't have to put that much. I do, for I, Oliver. I know you do it for What me. if Oliver listens to the show? He goes, Todd really got into it. He loved your special. <laughs> he did? Oh my God, yeah. That means a lot to me. He loved it. I think, truth. I, I think I texted you and told you. You did. You he did. loved yours. He liked... Uh, uh, Jay Moore's loves uh, Nate Bargetzi. He won't shut up about Nate Bargetzi. God damn it. I know he's funny. Mulaney loves Mulaney. He's Fairbanks. got good taste. You're he, lucky. You're... I've said this, Todd. I've said this many times uh, to the point that I sound like a broken record. I'm grateful I don't have to lie and pretend somebody's funny that isn't. Like he likes the right people. Right. He doesn't like the right people. Yeah. You know, can I tell you a lot of that is uh, there's follow through for a reason. Like they, they, this, they, He's a he's a good kid. That's what makes him like those good comedians. I agree with you, and he he, he gets it. Yeah, <laughs> is it genetics? I wish I was lucky. It, I don't know. It's Not with my nephew. Question. Could you get me to meet Peanut? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I told, did I tell him in the isolation files about uh, Oliver doing his Sebastian impression? Did I say yeah. he? Uh, by the way, he also he can do Sebastian. Like wonderfully, like you know, you open the door, the door opens on a hinge. Like he, he, but better than that, obviously, yeah. better than that. That was awful. But he nails and in a, in a complimentary way. Yeah. What makes Sebastian yeah, yeah. great? He nails it. That's funny. And Todd, what he does is every, and I just told this on the air, but I'll tell it again. Every time that we're on Netflix looking for something to watch, he'll go, "All right, well, there's Jim Gaffigan, there's Ty Glenn, there's Sebastian, <laughs> and then there's Nate Bargatze, and then like he'll do, and there's another Sebastian." <laughs> Every time. And it's great. But he loves it because he likes good comedy. He gets it. Oliver. He, he gets it. but He doesn't I, understand Sebastian's wardrobes. I will say that. <laughs> but he loves them. I mean, that makes sense. He's he's a 13-year-old boy. Yeah. Uh, but there is that one outfit that, that Sebastian wears one time where he looks like he's on the cover of a Garth Brooks album. And I don't know why. <laughs> it's like some weird. I didn't understand his clothes when he was on our show. <laughs> Uh, he's, at the end of the day, he's just a, and I come this. You know, this is who I come from. He's a dumb Italian guy and thinks that that looks sharp. Well, he's he's a, a very wealthy man, and so he's buying stuff that I, I right. You know, it's crazy, but it, you know, he has driving shoes. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's got those goddamn yeah, uh, those, yeah, uh, uh, the, Ferrari driving shoes. Right. You know that Sebastian wears driving shoes. You know, he's somebody I had to figure out after a while. Like, he's more, first I wasn't sure, but then I grew on me, and then I was like, his bit that got me one night, because it was so soul-bearing and told about himself, about the, goes over a girl's house, she goes, you want a water? A water? Like, that's all she's got is water. And then he talks about what he puts out of someone's coming over. And it was like, really, like, he cares about presentation. Right. And there's a, I can't do the bit justice. But anyway, I want to get back to this because I'm trying to think what, because I think I'll be right even if I'm wrong. Well, we'll get to yours. We're going to go around. I know, but I'm trying to think. I haven't even written it down yet. Well, write it down. We'll take a break. What would you normally throw out? That's the question to me. But because of the pandemic, they're now making it candy. Am I right? Yeah. 
not the pandemic, the the the, 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 the Great the, Depression. Great Depression. Right. right. Which, Can I, I, think which about- I think I just fell into in the last three minutes. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. Uh, all right, let's take a break. This will give Todd a chance to walk out to his car and work this all throughout there away from us. <laughs> and then when he comes back with an answer right after this. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Todd Glass is on Twitter at Todd Glass, Instagram at The Todd Glass Show. That is his podcast, The Todd Glass Show, part of the Misfit Toys Comedy Collection. Ding! And uh, you should check it out. It's fantastic because Todd is the host of it and he is hilarious. So check it out. Also, you can see him if you're in Madison, Wisconsin or anywhere in Wisconsin. I would say it's worth the drive. He's going to be at Comedy on State the 29th to the 31st of July. So go do that and go to ToddGlass.com for more info about all of his upcoming stuff. Jimmy Pardo is going to be in the Flappers Comedy Zoom Room on the 18th. That's this Friday of June. Uh, go to flapperscomedy.com for uh, tickets to that. And a ticket just means you get into the Zoom room and you can uh, maybe request a bit, uh, be involved in some crowd work, all that good stuff right there at flapperscomedy.com. Enjoy! Matt Belknap, I had a delicious, I want to say it was a jalapeno chicken breast mm. from Factor the other day. Yeah. Could have been the jalapeno chicken bowl. I forget what it was exactly. Yeah. Jalapenos were involved. Great. As was chicken. <laughs> I mean, those are two uh, great ingredients. And uh, as always, here's the deal with Factor. You take it out of the refrigerator. You you, you puncture it with the fork. Yep. It says do it a couple times. I do it no less than 300 times. <laughs> um, and then I, I, you know, probably five times I do it. Uh, I then put it in the microwave. Two minutes. Your, your microwave time may vary. They tell you that. That's true. Uh, then boom. And then I plate it. And I'm ready to go with a delicious meal. Yeah, and it looks it looks it looks as good as it tastes, and it tastes amazing. I mean, I've never had a miss with them. All of the meals I've gotten from Factor have been delicious, and I can't wait. I, mean, I think I might have one tonight. What are you gonna have? Uh, I can't remember what I have. There might be a the, the shredded chicken taco uh, thingamajig, oh, which is great. That is in my top three from them. And then I forget what the other one I have to choose from, but uh, but I'm, I mean shredded chicken. That's it's one of the best ones. It is. A, uh, listen, they've got 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. You'll always uh, have new flavors to explore. Uh, crush your wellness goals this uh, this month uh, with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Mm-hmm. They've also got breakfast. They've got desserts. They've got smoothies. They've got those uh, those wellness shots. Yeah. they got a lot of stuff over at Factor. And here's how you could take advantage of uh, of them. Take advantage of Factor. <laughs> Head to factormeals.com slash pardo50 and use code pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code pardo50 at factormeals.com slash pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Belknap loves it. I love it. There's no reason why you won't love it. Factor. Eat like a king. Now, this is exciting. Uh, uh, our website that we, uh, nevernotfunny.com, mm-hmm. uh, if you are a platinum subscriber, you get the opportunity to get some perks from us. Yes. And in order to ship that out, we have opened a Shopify account. Yes. And you tell me, Matt, that this was easy peasy to do. Yeah, I was just in there the other day because it turns out, you know, we had to set the inventory levels a certain way so that uh, the so it functions the way we want it to function. We're, we're, we're using it in a weird way that probably most people don't use it because we're not actually selling things on Shopify. We're just using it to collect the shipping data we need from our subscribers to then pass it on to the vendor. But that's how versatile Shopify is. You can do a lot of cool yeah. stuff with it, and it's so easy to use, and it's just been a godsend, honestly, just in terms of uh, making our lives easier and getting Chad down at, uh, I'll say it, Pixel Print. 
uh, he's making our t-shirts and uh they're sending them out to the he's sending them out to the to the right now i think he's printing them and sending them out right to now not tomorrow oh <laughs> But yeah, we appreciate uh, Shopify for making uh, the the workflow so much easier. Uh, listen, Shopify is offering Never Not Funny listeners a great deal right now. Uh, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pardo. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pardo now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Right? You could be like us using it uh, uniquely you could uh, be uh, selling uh, some jewelry that you make at home scented candles scented candles uh sorted soaps <laughs> sorted <laughs> yeah i guess oh, you gotta sort them yeah don't just willy-nilly ship them. i like them alphabetical my, my soaps oh, that's a good way to do it dove comes in fourth yeah shopify.com slash pardo shopify.com slash pardo shopify cha-ching Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2818 of the award-winning podcast, Number Not Funny. Todd Glass is with us from the Todd Glass Show, available over there at the uh, Misfit Toys Comedy Podcast Collection. Is that it? Yeah. Comedy, comedy, comedy collection. collection. Comedy, comedy, collection. Comedy, comedy collection. collection. Comedy collection. Misfit Toys Comedy Collection. The MTCC. Yeah. Love I, it. I'm jealous of people that can do that. Well, I do it quickly. I, what I do you is do. I take the first initial of each word. <laughs> I know, but to it. do it that quick. Yeah, is... I'm very quick. Uh, it's, it's all I have. When I say, when I make fun of you for not having good jokes in your all personality, I'm talking about me. <laughs> That's all I have. That's all you have. Well, I love what you do. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> Thank you. And I, you. You ever see that on on YouTube where some ass-kissy actor and comic will go back? I love your work. Oh, I love yours. That means so much to me. Like, shut up, YouTube. DM each other. And why did this have to happen in public? And by that, I mean dick munch. Oh, what? Yeah. I thought that's what that's for. They should munch each other to sticks? Yeah. Munch on dicks. Yeah. <laughs> You want something to munch on? <laughs> I had a flight attendant ask me that 20 years ago. Oh, no, and you've never forgotten it. We, me and my friend. It haunts you to this day. Not haunts, but we go, we, whenever we're hanging out, I see this girl, and we're like, do you want anything to munch on? <laughs> yeah. But you, liked, you didn't, you, but you liked that flight attendant. She was great, right? She was good. Yeah, she was she good. She was great. She was good. And we heard her in the galley when she was sitting down and the flight was landing. She goes, as soon as this plane lands, I'm getting a cigarette and a, some drink she wanted. She was a tough one. That sounds like she was a drunk. That's what it sounds like. Probably. She's probably dead. <laughs> we'll be back with the Jimmy Pardo show. Uh, all right. Let's go around the horn. Let's get everybody's answer. We'll check back in with Garen Cockrell. He's over there at the Cuckville. Uh, <laughs> uh, Garen, here's your question again. Sweet Tooth is your topic. The question is, uh, what Great Depression? No, the Great Depression spawned what sweet? Nope. What sweet flavor and was originally marketed as a way of coping with the economic crash? By the way, and I said this off the air, I've never been more confident in an answer in this entire history of this game. That makes me nervous. Will you tell us your first answer because you changed I'll, it? I changed it three times. Can we know all three later? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Garen, what's your answer? Uh, first thing came to mind, Rocky Road. Rocky Road, the delicious ice cream Rocky Road. Right, feel like times yeah. during the pandemic or pandemic during the Great Depression. So I thought, well, we got this rocky road we're going through. Let's let's brighten it up with some delicious ice cream. Let's put a positive on that name, mm-hmm. as opposed to. So the, I might be wrong. I, in my head, I'm thinking, what would they? You heard? I know I said it already. I'm just repeating it. Will you tell us for the fifteenth time? No. Now they're gonna have to go back and listen, <laughs> or, or be a fly in the water. I hope I'm and, right. I'll might take a swing at you if they go. You, well, I, I, I'm very sure. Will you punch me in the face? Well, because I said, is it normally something they throw out? So that if it ends up being that, you didn't act like. I don't think it's that now. But if it is, whew, you know, 
Because that's how I tried to come to my answer. I didn't really do anything. Oh. Okay, so Rocky Road. That's his. We're going to check in with the Dragon Drop. Is that now? You're very confident in your answer. Garen, how do you feel about that answer? I, I'm confident of it enough. I just don't know if it's ice cream or... It, okay, Jimmy, how confident are you in his answer? Oh, zero. <laughs> yeah. How did you, how did you come to Rocky Road? Like, what made you go, well, during the, you know, during the... Uh, the, the uh, well, he said he, the gave, Holocaust. He, he gave his answer on this. <laughs> the Holocaust? <laughs> Didn't you say they were trying to make something fun during the Holocaust? Well, no, that's I what, know. That's what he I'm said. kidding. This the depression. This is a way to deal with the Great Depression. Yeah. He, he came up with, it's a, we're on a Rocky Road, let's put a positive Oh, okay, okay. On it. I get it. Okay. But, Garen, how did you come up with that answer? <laughs> you know, it's difficult times during the uh-huh. Great Depression. Oh, rocky so it was a rocky road yeah, that the uh, country was on. We're, yeah. we're on a rocky road. Things aren't that great. Uh, so by the way, make it something sweet. Uh, that happened on Shark Tank the other day. Somebody, uh, so they're they're asking for ten percent, and then Robert says, uh, "You know, I'll give you the two hundred thousand for twenty percent." And the guy goes, "Would you go to fifteen percent?" And Robert goes, "Make me an offer." And I was like, he just fucking did. He just, he, no, he, he didn't say make me, make me a counter. He goes, make me a counter. And I was like, yeah, he just That's did. 15. He what, just gave me the counter. The counter's 15. Yeah. <laughs> the counter was in the, the thing you're responding to, sir. Yeah. Uh, Ellie, what's your answer on this? So, uh, so I know I'm going to get yelled at for explaining myself, but I feel like I can do this. No, go ahead. Um, so I just, this last week, uh, the, on YouTube, uh, Kraft released a video about ice cream. And they talked about how during the Great Depression, oh my gosh, Rocky, Rocky Road, Road no. was was a flavor that was released because Americans were so obsessed with ice cream that there wasn't a um, there wasn't rationing on it. Oh no! Uh, oh no! I, now I, now now my answer sucks based on this. Because uh, the fact that he just said what sweet flavor, he didn't say uh, what what sweet ice cream flavor. This is un. If, like well, to we, me, just sweet I, flavor. Look, oh just, my God, Karen. But I, I, so I also have Rocky Road. Oh my God. Wow. And he's I've got, never been less confident in an answer in my entire life. <laughs> well, that just seals it. He literally just said, I know the answer because I just saw a video that explained it. When you guys were all talking about candy, I was like, are they right? Is it candy? Well, because sweet flavor doesn't imply ice cream to me. It just implies like, a, I'll, I'll tell you, should, should I tell you my answer? Give us your answer. My answer is butterscotch because that's a flavor. It's doesn't. It's not specific to one thing. It's just, it's a flavor of a sweet thing. You could have... You could have butterscotch ice cream. You could have butterscotch, uh, butter, butterscotch, butterscotch hard candy. You know, you could have a butterscotch lollipop. I you like butterscotch. Ho- I'm not done yet. Oh. You could have a butterscotch soda. You could have. I'm not going to wait to hear what I was going to say now. Uh, I think you're just right. Kept going for five minutes. Hey, there's a butterscotch. What's your answer? Then, it doesn't Todd? matter, but I think he's right. You think it's butterscotch? No, I think he's right that it ha- it's not a it's not. What I he don't just know. Said. No, I, I, knowing it's after said Elliot said that he literally just saw a video about this thing and it was what other is, and I'm sure there, that Oliver went out of his way. I'm only interrupting to to agree with you. Knowing that Oliver's probably going out of his way to make it so it's not obviously ice cream. Right. What sweet flavor? Meaning what fla- right. what sweet flavor? Parenthetical of ice cream. Right. And and what it's sweet? Tricky. I tell you, I don't have an I have an answer, but I just wrote it down. What did you write down? I wrote down Tootsie Rolls. Because, because of your stupid the, joke from earlier? No, no, because I couldn't think of it. I couldn't. I was trying to. You know what I was trying to do? Think of the, the thing I keep saying, uh, but uh, but I, but I couldn't think of anything. I I, I couldn't think of anything, and uh, and I and I and I won't tell you what I wagered yet. All right, now listen. And here. I know that that's not going to win. I'll walk you through it. I'll walk you through my three okay. answers. Yeah. The, the final of these three is, is my actual answer. It this is the one that you were so confident in until the, the, you heard. That'll be the last it. one. Oh, okay, gotcha. The first one I wrote down was sweet and low. 
But then I realized he wouldn't use the word sweet in the example. Yeah. Uh, and I thought maybe sweet, maybe sugar was expensive. So they came up with something mm-hmm. as a way to uh, deal with the Great Depression. Got it. Mm-hmm. Then it was like I reread it and went, you know what? The $100,000 bar. Maybe that was a way, uh, the Great Depression, uh, mm-hmm. you know, let's put some money name in the thing. and That'll make us feel better about eating our treats. <laughs> but then I landed on Kool-Aid. Oh, because oh. you would put that in water. Yeah. They cost a nickel to make. Yeah. You put it in the water. It's a way to deal with it. You can't afford soda. You're having a tough time, but you can't afford this little uh, powder to put in your water to give yourself a flavored beverage. That makes total sense, that, except yeah. that that's not a flavor. That's just a drink mix because Kool-Aid a, comes in different flavors. Not initially. Initially, it was just that one flavor. Oh, it was Kool-Aid flavor? Red. Okay. <laughs> I don't know any of that. <laughs> <laughs> People yeah. believe it. Not original. But I'm, go, I'm but I'm but that was my answer, Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. That is a great answer. I just am afraid. Thank you, thank you, Garen. I don't want to get yelled at anymore. And I'm but <laughs> but but you came to that the way I I didn't do it, but the way I was trying to come to an answer. Yeah, but like, you settled on Tootsie Roll, which Because even, I couldn't think of anything. I didn't no, but may as well just may pretend I said nothing. I'm sorry, <laughs> but no I just said something because I knew I had to. But I was trying to think, I think I'm gonna be right. And boy, am I gonna get, probably leave here and just plow into a car to, get, to deal with my anger. It, it couldn't just be, I don't think it was butterscotch, although I think you were right about it. Oh, so here was my other answer, because I, I I thought of that and I was like, just writing it, I read it, wrote it down immediately, because I'm like, that is a flavor. That's all I was looking for, is what's, what is a flavor? Then I thought of the other flavor, licorice. Black licorice? I got two more. Ovaltine, or what's the orange one? Tang. 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 Ovaltine or Tang. Tang's a little to, later. To answer your idea of a flavor, mm-hmm. another way to, you, you add, you, now you have a delicious orange drink. Yeah. But there, Rocky Road is a flavor. This dickhead knows the answer I because know. he did some weird wormholes. So it was annoying. an accidental thing. That's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. But let's find out together. I, I by can't the way, wait. This is I great. don't know what I'm right. I'm very excited. I <laughs> doubted my answer because of Matt's exact argument. I was like, but this doesn't. I thought you were an idiot for saying Rocky Road. <laughs> I was like, this fool thinks that an ice cream. Well, I thought, what are they in the? It might be years later. Get it? It's a Rocky Road. But but back when you're going through the the, the, the Great Depression, I don't think they had a sense of humor. Hey, Rocky Road. And it's yeah. Like, but but yeah. But I didn't. But I don't well, let's know. Let's find out together. I put Tootsie Roll, so I should just shut up. Uh, well, to be I didn't fair, mean Tootsie Roll. I didn't. I didn't think it would win. Tootsie Rolls are made out of feces, so they are. Is that true? Because really a friend of mine. <laughs> Here's your answer. Uh, it's odd that in a depressing time they name a flavor a depressing name. That's like if we got a flavor now called depressed and stuck inside berry, Rocky Road. Woo. Rocky Road. All right, it's not over yet, though. Rocky Road. All right, uh, you bet 15, Matt, uh, Todd? Yeah. And what'd you bet, Matt? I bet 21. Bet 21. I bet uh, I bet 12, the uh, inverse of 21. And then, uh, so it comes down to these two. Uh-huh. One of them will be the winner. Let's find out. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I, I, I feel like, well, it's we don't know because we don't know where he, what he has left. But I feel like Elliot always goes conservative. I, I often do. I often do. You want me to do? Is that your cue to, for me to say mine? He knew that thing though before he he, he knew it. This he guy knew knows it. things. Yeah, I mean, did you when you heard Sweet Tooth? Were you like, "Here we go"? I just watched a video about this. No, no, no. I, what I thought, I thought about the last time and right. how what the answer because the last time it was uh, cotton candy. I think yep. was the last yeah. time in this category, and I thought, well, how many of those things could there be? I had I had thought Jawbreaker for that one, so I thought, well, maybe I'll do well on this. So I I bet nineteen. Uh, by the way, in the, he went to the Hardcastle. In the middle of all that, Garen had his had his head in hand. Yeah. Oh, boy. Because no, I can see. 
I can see what everyone's bet. Oh, is. so you know you've lost. And Elliot's scores are staring me right in the fucking eyes. So <laughs> I can see exactly what I bet. Like the dumb cuck you are. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I had. I was like, I don't know candy very well. So I went two. Because oh, I haven't boy. used any of my low numbers. Oh, so that oh. means that Elliot Hopeberg wins Wait. the $5 oh, boy. from the oh, Jeremy you know. Hurl Tributon. I'm supposed to bring in some money based on that, but uh, I'll, I'll start. With I'm that still next. confused, but maybe that's just going to be my life. What are you confused life. about? <laughs> well, <laughs> that it's not. I was wrong about like I thought it was like what would they would normally throw out. I agree with using, you. Like what could we like hot dogs? We have this extra stuff. Let's yeah, yeah, hot yeah. Dogs. But it what? really had nothing to do with that. It just during the Great Depression, they came up with this ice cream flavor. Yeah. And did they name it after, is that a double entendre, if that's the right word? Did, you know, Rocky Road? Yeah, was that's, that? what, that's what it said. My, my son with his, uh, is stuck inside. Yeah. And then, and then, so did they just happen to come up with that flavor during the Depression? Like, no. I think no. they came up with a flavor and it, it could have been called anything, but because of the Depression, they called it Rocky Road. Yeah. Rocky Road. Yeah. I, that's, that's, that's amazing my... that he came up with that answer. Like for yes. you not. You but know for... what? That's a great point. I almost want Garen to win because he guessed it. He <laughs> yeah, didn't do research. Well, he didn't do research <laughs> here. He did research. He could have ta- he he said he, I. He pre-searched. pre-searched. <laughs> Good call. He could have. Uh, what do you call it when you, when you tap out because I. I know the answer. I can recuse myself because I, I actually well, just saw that. He could have recused himself. That wouldn't be fair. No, no, that's how we learn information is you, you yeah. stumble across Oh, right, it. right, right, right. That's true. That's true. Why, we have a, Don't we have a song for when no. someone wins? No, we have a song for the, the letter uh, game winner. The letter game winner. Yeah, I've been staring at this thing for five minutes trying <laughs> to figure it out. Where is it? Uh, wow. Sounds like we need a song for this one. Rocky Road. This. <laughs> this, is, this season's been a rocky road. Elliot, by the way, that's another big bet that he yeah. just won on. So now he's yeah. probably uncatchable at this point. Now I don't think I mean, you don't can you say he's three, he's three for... Now you might have to just change what you say. Because remember you said, oh, every hundred is a bad idea, but that right. might be... He guessed Rocky Road out of nowhere. He came up with it. He didn't have to That's see crazy. it. That's crazy. Yeah. I, Garen, know this. In my head, you won. Thank you. I know, I, I know betting plays into this, but the fact that you came up with that on your own, it didn't have to be spoon-fed it like Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> You're the real winner today. You're the real winner. I'm proud of it. You're three. He's three for three. He's got the the playing games. Mm-hmm. Then the what was the other thing that we were the, uh, comedy, the collection. comedy collection. Comedy collection. I already forgot. And what was the other one? I want to know. Oh, well, the Rocky Road. No, but before that, the oh, first the, one. The first thing was that we, because we're we're ending the isolation files and it, because we're not in isolation anymore. This is the third episode we do every week, and we're going to rename it. What his idea was to call it "Playing Games with Never Not Funny," which is a spin on the old "Playing Games with Jimmy Pardo" game show that we used to do. Can I ask one more question? And I know it's impe- I'm very curious, genuinely. Like, what was the cotton candy question? Like, what what uh, was cotton candy? Well, it was in, what 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 the, what the sweet treat was invented by a dentist at the turn of this 20th century yeah. to get more business? Yeah. Wow, no, that, that wasn't in the sentence. I don't. That, think that was in the answer. That was in the re- reveal. Yeah. 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 Oh, that reminds me. I've been still been researching that flipper situation. Yeah. Oh yeah. I posted on I think two uh, Reddit form, mm-hmm. a Facebook form page. No answers. One guy even said, we've been told not to refer to it as this by our teachers in dental school. Hmm. Don't call it a flipper. Don't call it that. Well, so, everybody, everybody does. But the, the, one person said, I think it's just because you pop it out. You can flip it in and out. Yeah. Bizarre. That, that makes the most sense. And now Never Not Funny fans have found me. So someone's like, Never Not Shocked. Is this Garen from Never Not Funny? On a on dentist the, booth? He posted booth. on the dentist. <laughs> it's very funny. Do you still go to the same dentist over there? I go see Shirley Booth. She played Hazel. No. <laughs> <laughs> I oh do, my I, God! I do. I, what? That was. That was. I look. I was impressed at how fast that was. That's all I'm saying. Thank you, Elliot. Right. 
he's a winner, so I take his word. <laughs> this guy I, knows stuff. Five minutes ago, go fuck yourself. Yeah. But now that I know he's a winner, yeah. uh, yes, I do. In fact, uh, I love those. I love them. I think they're, you don't go there anymore. I don't, but it, not only for my insurance, because I thought, oh my God, I can't believe this place is right near my I, jam. I and- think they're the greatest. And when it when it's out, they say this, we don't do this. Here's who I recommend. That person's also great. Yeah. And you know what else about that guy? He does well in that office. I seen his car. Oh, you have? Mm-hmm, because he has a spot right outside the gym. And I go, oh, that's the dentist's car. So I'm uh, getting out of it. Is that because he has uh, uh, was R- a Maserati? RDDS on his license plate? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> no, but he had a Maserati. And it was... I was My like, oh. Maserati goes... Uh, uh, 185? My Maserati goes 185. Is, it, is that the number? I'll, yeah, 185. That's what I said. I lost my license. You can't drive. That was Joe Walsh. That's Joe Walsh, yeah. And they, uh, they do it with the, with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Remember uh, Letterman wanted to play? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Matt Belknap, we have mail. Yeah. See, it's even a song. Mm-hmm. Aaron Chuck. Rocky Road. <laughs> Up top, brother. Oh, it's real mail. Yeah, this is a big one. We talked about merch. I did do merch in Philly before the pandemic, and yeah. I wanted to see how it would do. I'm not even joking. Truth. I sold pocket tees with nothing on them. I go, you know, sometimes you want a clean T-shirt with nothing on it, folks. That's like what that we one, have. Like the one you're wearing? How do, like they, this, how do they sell? A brand new, great. But I still don't want to. I, I love meeting people. There's nothing to do with that. It's just I'm sweaty after the show. And if you don't get right out there, that does help if you're out there. So I just out of laziness. But the pocket tees were like. It's not about buying the thing. It's about meeting the person. Yeah. It's the experience of meeting the person. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, Matt. I'm going to pass these over to you. Okay. These so, are cool. Uh, these are T-shirts, it appears. Let me Here's go. my problem with a shirt like this. I'll tell you the truth. I'm trying to, uh, uh, since the pandemic, I'm trying to be better with money. You yeah. know when you waste money and stuff? I can tell you already, just because touching it, the quality of it, yeah. and then it's, it's got some really cool artwork on it, I can't just go spend $125 on a T-shirt I don't anymore. think this is $125. I, Jimmy, I got to interrupt you. I can't go, I can't spend 50 either, not to sound like a cheap I don't think game. it's 50 either. Well, I don't know if I can answer you. You were wrong on your, on your bet about the... Uh, Let's see about what the... Let's see what this letter says. Wow. Figure out what this is. Uh, these are the uh, uh, mock band uh, t-shirts from Mario DiGiorgio's oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. mock oh, band. Oh, I know him. Yeah, he's from Austin. Wow. Yeah, these are those real soft ones. We're, I'm going to tell you right now, this is a this is $50. I can't I can't spend $50 on a shirt like this. Garen, look up uh, I, what's the website on Lemon this? Lemon Ice Tees. Lemon Ice Tees. Yeah, that's his website. Can I open this up? Yeah, yeah. Wow! There's yeah, a, he sent a bunch of them. You could take. Hey, what's the name of that wow, band? There? What's the name of that band? Soft, Todd. What what band? What, what's the name of the band on there? These are band mock bands. These are not real bands, but they're made to look like real bands. Look at that. The palindrome. The palindromes. Oh, is this one of those things where you send them a thousand dollars and then every week they send you a new T-shirt? No, it is not that. This is you go on and you pick out the shirt that you like. And Garen, what do they cost over oh, there? Lemon Ice Tees, the mock bands. Uh, it's LemonIceDesigns.com. Oh. Lemon LemonIceDesigns.com. Lemon they yeah. do a show. How many bands are there? How, like over here, this is another I've cool got one. One, two, three, four. Oh, so you have to five. buy. Not to be, because I like Mario. I like it's this. Oh, here I can tell you, Mar- Ma- Ma- uh, Mario. Mario. Uh, uh, you know, it's Mario. Mario. It's Mario. I do. I said his name wrong, but is I absolutely true? know. Yeah, him. it's Mario wow. from Austin, from the uh, yeah. from the from the uh, uh, the. Uh, 
uh, Velveeta Room. Uh, now, here's the thing. Uh, each uh, Mock Bands has the same 20 cities they've toured on the back. Oh, so you have to buy uh, 20 you know, here, shirts? Here, 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 here. I can't go buy 20 you, you, you shirts. You do... Uh, uh, Hold on a second. You want I'm me not do, good at reading. You want me to do that part then? Yeah. Yeah, bring it back over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at reading. I can, I can get by, but it's not All reading. All right, so Todd, I'm going to tell you, and you respond appropriately. Yes. Uh, each mock band has the same 20 cities they've toured on the back, taken from a search of the worst place to live, and a couple I personally hated playing when I was a comic, says Mario DiGiorgio. Mario. <sighs> Who's that? I like the end. Wow, I like that one. This is uh, TBD. Oh, so they're all different prices. So this is no, like no, what? They're, they're not different prices. Well, no, don't, 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 Jimmy, don't lie to me. <laughs> There's no way a shirt like this, because I know screen pressing. I've been, the problem with screen pressing is they screen press it. You got to add the color. Here they have a cool yellow. They got a cool green. They got a, the let It's changed. The font's different. How this, thick is that? Ink? Is that a nice soft ink? This is what, can I tell you about this shirt? That's yeah. how I know whatever it is. I can't, sp I cannot spend $50. <laughs> that place of Melrose, you know, right near the improv, they used to have those she-she t-shirts, 50, 60. There was a shirt in there once i'm telling the truth 185 dollars for a t-shirt and they always look like this right mm -hmm. and that's a good by the way that is a good looking shirt i do like that yeah, shirt. that's a really good looking that's tbd shirt. That's nice. is the name of the band yeah yeah it's, yeah. Yeah, wow. it's, it's funny and this is soft i don't understand those companies you ever get a shirt on don't try to sell me a t-shirt unless it's going to be my favorite t-shirt I don't need one that you put it on and it's like, uh, this is soft. Yeah. Look at that. That's a Mario soft does it right. Yeah. Does it right. Yeah. You go to the company, hey, I the soft shirts. I don't need that. Oh, I cut myself. I had a third degree burn. From a shirt? This is a true story. No. I got a third. It is a true story. <laughs> I had one of those cheap shirts. That they, it wasn't the worst in the world, but you know when someone's trying to cut corners, get the softest shirt they have. <laughs> and I didn't, I got, it was in between. I got a third degree burn on my arm. Like if a shark, uh, like not a shark, but like if you got burnt in a fire. <laughs> oh, so that's Sorry, an example Dad, of the burn? That's why I can't be in an improv troupe. <laughs> you know when you're going and you're, if you're in an improv troupe, you can't just say, oh, all right, I messed up. You got to keep doing it. But a shirt like this, let me guess. So this is uh, 50 $60? I don't think they are. Garen, what do they sell for over there on their uh, website? They are currently on sale for $24. Ah, shut! Shut your mouth. <laughs> I told you guys a long time ago. I don't like that. I don't like it. I know you have to sell stuff on the show, but I don't like to lie to you. And then you go, oh, it's, uh, how much did you say it was? $24. And let me guess. Let me guess. Just, I'll sit back down. If you join the club and it's uh, it's $300 a year, and then if you get the shirts, you can get them for 24 but you got to join the club for 300 400 whatever it is, 250 There's There's, there's no club here, Todd. There's you, no club. You, you buy the shirt that you like the, uh, the design of. You just buy the shirt. How much? 24 and you buy it in your size the size that you think is right for you oh how much is extra large well that's a good question how much is the extra large 24 also 24 extra extra large 2xl oh 26 26 that's only two dollars more that's not bad for all it's that not I'm telling I know this I know these soft this is a soft shirt and it's not only a soft shirt I'd buy this shirt seriously I'd buy this shirt if it had nothing on it but then you go through a cool... By the way, this is one of my favorite... Oh! Hey, fuck. The cooler design. Not that there's a bad design. What do they do with these? Oh, with the real cool design, that's an extra price. So what I'm asking you is not how much this one is, and it's beautiful, or how much these are. They're all soft. But this one here with all the different colors, tell me how much this one is. Garen? Uh, I believe it's also 24. It's 24. Shut up. 
<laughs> no, I'm serious. I you're, was, you're mad now. I, well, I grew up. I, I I had a stepdad that lied to me all the time. He goes, oh, Todd, if we move out to Valley Forge, we'll get everybody a mini bike. We didn't get a mini bike. That's a true story. And one time when we were moving out to this area, it was always further from the from where we wanted to live. My dad goes, we're either going to get a pool or a trampoline. True story. We didn't get either. Neither. So why don't you just go ahead and tell me what the catch is? Don't tell me I just oh here's my twenty four dollars and I get my shirt and I wear it and I'm happy. What's the catch? I don't care what it is. I'm going to buy the shirt because I actually like it. What's the catch? There is no catch. You got a lot of nerve. <laughs> no, you know what? Seriously, guys, and this isn't a bit. Uh, these are not parodies of uh, specific bands. If anything, they're parodies of music genres or concert shirts in general. Uh, I did an okay job on that. But I, 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 and you're not done. <laughs> uh, Ariel in the Bad Fonts is worn by a lead character in a 2020 slasher film, 10 Minutes to Midnight. Uh, the shirts are comfortable. They're soft. Unlike concert shirts from the era, I'm attempting to uh, parody. Can't decide on a shirt. Every mock band also has an accompanying. I can't. I got a missing tooth, so I'm having trouble saying that. Accompanying. Help, help me. Accompanying. Accompanying sticker. Uh-huh. Accompanying. <laughs> uh huh. Now listen. There's uh, series one. This answers your question before. There's series one has thirty designs. There's thirty different mock bands, Todd. Oh, you mean like over the last ten years? Is there, then you get them? What what are the ones that are literally out like now? How many? Can He's you got get? thirty designs available. Series two is in the works. Oh, with some mock bands for the kids. And then there's this poster. Does do, do the shirts all come with this poster? I oh, how much is the poster? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Maybe the poster is included with the, each no, shirt that you that's get. That's where they get I you. Think it, I think it. I think it. You just get this when you order the shirt, and it has all the bands and a kind of a little uh, sort of. Uh, He's written little bios for each of these. I believe bands. the shirt. That, I don't think you get the poster. I think with each shirt you get, you get the bio of that band. Oh, okay. Because this has everything on it. This is this is a catch-all. This is like a menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, lo- I love some of these names, like the. Yeah, give us some. So you have to join a club. There's no club for the third time now. <laughs> well, because that, <laughs> there's no club, Todd. Nobody's trying I to know, fool they you. Give here. it a different name or something. Don't tell me, Jimmy. Jimmy, you, you, you know, I mean, like here. collection over network. You mean similar to that? Different. Yes, name? like you have to join. Oh, it's this price, but then you got to buy three, and you send. The, you, you, no, you, this isn't the record club from your youth. This is you. You you see a design you like, like for hold that one up there, right there. Hold that guy up. This one here. This is hold that cool up. To, too. This is your camera right over here. Oh, I like that. Set. Hold that. Set That's the up. keyboard stiffs. It's the uh, and Yui is that the word? I can't see it from the on angle. On we and Ivory Tour, eighty-eight. Yeah, and then I like this one. I like it just that. says various artists. You know, I like that one's great. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, look that's at this cool. one. Uh, Musicalooza. Mus- oh no, Muscalooza. I'm having a real Muscalooza. tough time. Uh, oh, so you like rent? That's actually a good idea. Ah, I knew I should have gone on Shark Tank. I know what he does now. So you you pay the twenty four dollars, you wear it for a month, and then you send it back. Why would you send a shirt back? I thought you r- rented it. It's not a shirt rental. So you just keep the shirt. You keep it. You keep you the shirt. Keep, yeah, you shirt keep like, it. Like, like many other things you've bought in your lifetime, you buy the shirt, you keep the shirt. I'm sorry, did you ever rent a tuxedo, Jimmy? I have rent. You, you know what? My apologies. Okay. So I thought maybe it was something like that. It just seems like, because every time there's something I want, it just, it just seems ridiculous that this is, that they, oh, there's some snag. I'll find it out. Once the no, show's over, I'm going to get to the it, bottom of this. Uh, Here's here some other names, by the way. This is, uh, <laughs> 
uh, Ariel and the Bad Fonts. That sounds like one. Well, that's the one. That's uh, again. That's that's one of the lead character in a 2020 slasher film, Ten Minutes to Midnight. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> uh, Garen, have you seen that? You like movies? Like I have that? not seen that. Okay, you should rent it. And I like this one too. Uh, the band is Flaccid Steel, and the yes. album is called This Never Happens. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's great. Who, who's that one? What's the guy? I, I, oh, that's Johnny Sexist and the Progressives, and their album was called High Heels and Pregnant. Uh, and they toured in 1980. It looks like. I think so yeah i love it and what are the cities on the back i know he said it's the same crummy cities uh what are we looking at here yeah can you read some of those uh, city names off todd I, oh, I, st- I, todd I stole that. all the shirts so i can't look at them <laughs> oh, anymore sorry. hold on i was trying to i like him a lot so i'm trying to do a good job here but let me see how good i can read the cities i know we're these are these are good looking shirts so we got hobart so Bay. soft it's almost too soft i think i cut myself because it's too soft if that's so, so your your fingernail went through yes. it is that what you're saying <laughs> Hob- uh, Ho- I can't. Reading is not my strong point. We got Hobart Bay, Alaska, Willow Canyon, Arizona, West Memphis, Arkansas, Modesto, California, Hartford, Connecticut, uh, Wilmington, Delaware, Gainesville, Florida, East St. Louis, Illinois, Gary, Indiana, Wichita, Kansas. These are these are he researched this. These are the, the worst cities. He's uh, the, in the addition to up. the. Um, uh, he said that places he didn't personally like. Oh, uh, where is that information? I know Schen- I read that somewhere. It's in yeah. the letter somewhere. Yeah. I could swear. Schenectady, New York is on here, which I saw some concerts in Schenectady. That's right outside of Albany. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a search of the worst places to live in a couple I personally hated when I was a comic. It says Mario DiGiorgio. Mar- he makes, he, by the way, he does the Never Not Funny shirts. He does the Jimmy's Records and Tapes. Yeah, he, these. These are quality shirts. They are always quality. And, and let me, I, I, Todd mentioned how soft these are. These are. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, that is nice. Like it is. Yeah, you know, I don't understand people that go to get shirts and like no, they make it in between soft. You know why? You know why? Because <laughs> it save a Cause, buck. Because they save. They'll go. You know what? I just get that. I get the, uh, the that brand. It's three dollars a shirt. And then you charge twenty. It's like really, you have zero respect for your audience. Right. You have zero respect for your audience. I want it to be their favorite shirt. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. I want that to be something they could wear and be proud of. Right. And Wait soft. But and I did. Soft. I sold them with nothing on it. Um, we got a couple of mediums. I don't know if we have any XLs for you here, Todd, but I'm, I'm going to say. How come they have extra small and they have extra large, but they don't have extra medium? Hell! <laughs> <laughs> That's Todd Glass. He's on tour doing that kind of material oh. at a town near you. Uh, so go to LemonIceDesigns.com. Yes. These are great looking shirts. They're very comfortable. Thank you for sending them over, Mario. Yeah, these. Are, I'm going to keep this palindromes one if you guys are cool with that. Uh, I love this one a lot. Okay. It's a medium. I guess you would be a medium too, Jimmy. Yeah, depends on the day. There's a couple of mediums and a couple of larges. How come they have extra small and they have extra large? Oh, oh, this one's back? Do you want want Muscapalooza, Jimmy? It's a nice Uh, navy blue. I I do like that one. Is that that navy blue? Is that navy blue? I think so. I want to keep one. Or is it also? I'm bad with dark blue and black. That looks black black to me. But it looks navy blue. But it's different than this. It looks like a midnight blue. Maybe it's midnight blue. Here, check that out. Tell me what color that is. Navy blue is my new favorite car color. Oh. That deep, deep blue. Yeah. Oh, Danielle's got a color like that. You don't see it all the time. It's it, You have to know it's not black, but that deep blue. Yeah, oh, I, like I want to get a Volvo station wagon deep blue. I won't, but it's my, my new favorite We all have things to do. Let me... Uh, <laughs> get a little sunlight on there. I can't... I yeah, can't it's or a Subaru. Like in some... <laughs> when you threw it, it looked like a dark navy but when i'm holding it it definitely looks Look black. black all right very quickly let me tell you that uh, series two is uh, several mock bands for the kids oh cool and here's some of those bands the wah wah wahs <laughs> and their everything sticky tour <laughs> <laughs> the rod toddler and their juice box hero uh the timeouts playgrounded nice. uh roxy moron meet your veggies m-e-a-t uh midnight strollers i like that's a great name in, in general that the midnight good. strollers pacify me 
uh, the get readies. Where's your other shoe? <laughs> the afternoon specials. That's another. That's another great. Yeah. So what is it? If you buy one of these for the twenty four dollars, you have to buy one of the kids. No, ones no. Too? This is just an example of what's coming out in the, oh. for the kids eventually. Uh, Jungle Jim and the Monkey Bars. Boy, that's another great. Uh, permanent recess is the name of that tour. So, yeah. again, lemon iced tea. I think the thing is, lemon iced designs. Mario just loves coming up with names of bands and and the albums that they would have, and he's he's turned that hobby into like uh, a whole shirt collection, which is pretty cool. And again, if you can't decide, get get yourself a sticker, put that on your laptop. I know the kids do that with their laptops. Mm-hmm. By the way, there's some there's some more names on this tour shirt that are I don't think are on the Muscaloosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are the other two names? Uh, Mamas and Papa. Papa Chulis, Ted Pungent, Dawson's Reek, Grateful Unwashed, Swamp Asterisk, Kami Lee Curtis, B.O. and the Stink Lions. All right. Well, that's Muska. Uh, real quick, there used to be a comedian in Philadelphia, and he, at the end of his show, he would like let people yell up bands, and he would do like 20 seconds, stump the comedian. Oh, yeah. And his name was Kevin Sullivan, and he, and he, and he, and he used to say, and, and yell up bands that exist. Don't yell up at Clem Simpson and the Monkey Fuckers. <laughs> and it always stuck in my head. Clem Simpson and the Monkey and wait, Fuckers. Wait, I, I do remember this. What would he do? So I would yell out, Ario Speedwagon. And he just knew every band under the sun, and he would do like... 15 seconds. And it was just a fun thing to end the show with. But, but what would he do? He would give you the history of the band? He would no, sing no, he a would song? just play, he would do like 15 seconds of them. Yell it out, oh, he'll he know it. I sing it. Yeah, oh, and wow. he would go yell out ones that are, no, no, no. Clem I Sims, got you. He would go, Clem Simpson and the monkey fuckers. <laughs> to me, that would uh, I'd always, 30 years ago, and it sticks in my head. There was a guy in Chicago, I won't give his name, but he would do this. He would say um, uh, that he could play any song. He, he could play any song uh, in the world. Uh, so uh, let me hear it. And, and don't give me simple ones like blank blank. Give me some weird ones. So give me, throw, throw out some weird ones. I'll, anyone you want to play, throw me a weird one. Seven Nation Army. Weirder than that. <laughs> Flim Ninny and the Ninners. Weirder than that. Well, we, the crowd's like, we don't know. He had the safety net of if he didn't know it, he would say, he would, he would throw it back at oh, them. Oh, that's, I didn't even realize yeah. that. Weirder than that. It was like that. Uh, Until someone said Freebird. Yeah. And then, oh. Okay, here we go. Weirder than that. Uh, then, he, the, the, then he would yell at them. I told you, don't, not anything obvious. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like. So what would he, what did, what he was knew he, about 12 songs. What did he want? <laughs> yeah. Like, what was he going for? What I, did he? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But it was gorgeous. And it took me about six times seeing him going to go, oh, that's his hook. That's He's able, smart. he looks like a genius yeah. because he puts it on them. Yeah. Come, don't fucking insult, Come on, weirder don't insult that. me. Weirder. 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 Uh, I thought you guys wanted to take this seriously. Yeah. Weirder. Is this a joke? I'll go home. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Glass has been our guest. He's available over there. The, the Todd Glass Show. He's got a whole cavalcade of... Uh, of people in there with him. Eric Kelver on drums. Yeah, I just been told he's got a trumpet last week. Uh, he's got plexiglass that has come down. The plexiglass is down. Plexiglass is down, baby. Can I ask you a question about the plexiglass? Yes. Plexiglass. The uh, did it have that uh, that uh, safety film on it that you peel that off? It did. And isn't that the most satisfying uh, thing? So clean. Isn't it great? <laughs> I had. It doesn't matter. I'm editing myself. All right, talk. Can less. I plug this date? I don't get mad at me. Oh, we're so close to doing it. I bet. I don't know. I yeah, plug it. No, no, I don't care. Oh, the the comedy on state, uh, July 29th, 30th, and 31st. I'm in Chicago at that time, so I cannot make it. Oh, well, you'd be, I would put you on the guest list if you wanted to come. You know what? I I actually, on the 29th, I'm, uh, uh, I think my dad and Oliver are doing something on their own, so maybe I'll drive up to Madison, do a guest set. It's a little bit of a drive. What if I did that? What if I drove (laughs) up there to do a guest set? (laughs) To do eight minutes. Do eight minutes, and and not eight minutes that I'm trying out. You've known those guys. Can I jump on and do a guest set? And then they do their best eight minutes. Like, just... 
Do your worst. Really, you're, you're so needy that you have to do. You have to kill for eight minutes. Try out new stuff, you dicklick. I tell. I do tell people though. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> well, we got next time. I can talk about all the stuff I didn't get to today. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, thanks for everything. Right? Yeah. On behalf. Todd, thank you for being here. Thank you. God always bless. Great, always great to see you. So Good. thrilled that you were our second guest back in. Who was the first? Uh, Jen Kirkman. Oh, cool. Yeah, Jen. Also on Misfit Toys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just coincidentally, these are not... Uh, what if we just continued? <laughs> it was only Misfit Toys. Uh, next Allie week. McKay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. Is she next week? No. Oh, you wouldn't say it anyway. Uh, it is not, but I can tell you it is not. I said, uh-oh, for no other reason but for humor. And it worked. On behalf of the pie. Did it? <laughs> Nobody made a peep. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my career. On behalf of the pop culture piece, there he is over there, the cut one. That's Garen Cockrell. <laughs> the dragon drop behind Video Village. That's Elliot Hochberg. The honcho behind the uh, Mission Control. That's uh, Matt Belknap. And, of course, our great friend from the Todd Glass Show. It's his name. Todd Glass. I'll see you next time. I'm Jimmy Pardo on the podcast. AK-47 gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For two bonus episodes a week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2021 Never Not Funny, LLC. Never Not Funny.